Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show that never ends. The Xbox 2 Podcast is live on this beautiful Friday. A little bit uh, later than normal, about an hour later than normal. I had some uh, some things I needed to take care of. I had people come over, so uh, but we weren't going to delay the show because we, we got some last stuff to talk about. There's some spicy things, some bad things, some great things, um, just a whole bunch, a smorgasbord, if you will, of things that we need to discuss. I'm one of your hosts, as always, Randall Thor 19, the man with the million, and is all, you know, my right hand man, Jez Corden, managing editor of Windows Central, trying to put out fires everywhere. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Yo, yo, yo. Randall Thor 19, the man with the million hot takes. How are you doing, mm. pal? It's been a it's been a been a week. Been a has, week. It, has it, it has it has it been a week? It's, yeah, it's been a week and it's never ending. Microsoft's decided that nobody nobody's allowed to take a break this week. Just non-stop news, non-stop 24/7 burning everyone out, whole team. So, yeah. This, Thanks, Microsoft. This is what this is what it's like to be a managing <laughs> editor. This is the moment you have to assert yourself and basically prove that you have what it takes in these these times where there's news dropping every 10, yeah. 15 minutes. Significant information. Dude. Significant. This this dude, is this is going dude, to dude. forge you into <laughs> a better journalist and a better man. <laughs> well, my my response to that is, I got Diablo Endgame to play, dude. Yeah, I don't give a shit about being a better journalist. I uh-huh. want to be a better necromancer. Yeah, and I can't be a better necromancer if Microsoft keeps pulling me away from the game to deal with stuff. So yeah, GG, GG, Just you um, do you do have to you do have to apologize to our listeners who who listen after the show because hmm. there've been no timestamps last two weeks, bro. Well, the last two episodes, I should say. The last two episodes. The whole whole episode was a timestamp. So the whole episode was one topic. So why did we need timestamps for that one? And second of all, the Xbox 2 plus one was also an entire timestamp because it was all about Paris. Mm -hmm. So yeah, this this episode will have timestamps. I apologize. But you know, it's it's hard. Once you give give people something... You can't, you can't take it away. People, you know, this is a long show sometimes. Uh, maybe we should make the timestamps Patreon exclusive. How about that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would be that would be ridiculous. That would that would be absurd. Um, someone says that your audio is weird. Uh, My audio is weird. Doesn't sound weird to me. Does anybody else think uh, Jez's audio is weird? Maybe maybe t- turn it down a scotch, just a tad. Maybe maybe you're peaking, uh, but it doesn't show you're peaking on my peaking. end. Testing, testing. Right, just, testing. just go with that. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how, how it goes. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. I mean, it sounds fine on my end. I don't hear anything. And it's fine on OBS. So I uh, apologize if there's any audio issues. We know how it is when Jazz gets into the uh, Discord call. He's, I mean, even today, it was like three minutes before he was like, oh, I can hear you. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've got the right microphone selected, so I don't know. Right. Um... But anyways, there. I mean, just when you think, you know, the lull, the summer lull is is over, right? The showcase is done. Everybody's already talked to death about the future of Xbox and all that stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh, it's like no. You you thought news was over? You thought wrong because 
Xbox versus FTC started this week, and we got some nuggets, bro. We got some absolute nuggets. We even got more information about Starfield, uh, Xbox raising the prices, Xbox losing the console war. I mean, there's there's obviously a ton of stuff here. So please do us a huge favor. Hit the like button. Subscribe if you're new. We're almost at, like, we're halfway to 96,000, almost 100K. I mean, it seems like we might be on pace for 100K this year, Jazz, which means... Obviously, there's going to be an episode of Xbox 2 with the camera, and we'll see how that works moving forward. So make Just sure you hit the like button. Um, we're going to have a fantastic show. I'm going to probably bust out some Darth Rand, and I, I think Jez is going to be a little little, little spicy, because uh, there's, there's, some, there's some interesting things we need to discuss. There is indeed. But before we get into that, Jez, yes. do, we have a, do, we have a, do we have an ad read today? We do indeed, mm. Rand. We have a Manscaped ad read because, once again, Rand, the Xbox 2 is sponsored by Manscaped. Have you had to have a court litigation hearing with the FTC? Don't let your court proceedings be a disappointment mm. don't let your presentation catch you with your pants down get yourself prepared with manscaped <laughs> are you ready to unveil your beach bod manscaped is here to ensure your body is ready for the wild with their game-changing full body grooming and hygiene products don't be that guy at the beach this summer with Austin Powers chest hair. And if you grew some winter man boobs, the least you can do is make sure they're shiny and smooth. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code XB2. That's manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping with the code XB and the number two. Rand, actually, Manscaped has... Got a new product line, which I'm very interested to use. Really? Uh, what is it? What is it? What are they, what they got now? Products. A beard product. Well, I mean, that is something you definitely need to use. Probably something I need to use, too. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool, right? The, 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 up until now, the, their products have been all about dealing with your beard down below, and now the, it's all about the beard up on top. Uh, they got razors, they got all sorts of beard uh, formulae, trimmers, all kinds of stuff. It looks very professional, very premium. So hopefully I'm going to be trying some of that out in the short term. But yes, Manscaped, thanks to Manscaped for sponsoring our video. I use their products all the time, Rand. not going to lie. Uh, I uh, literally, literally went to town on those balls last weekend. Oh, geez. Do we really need to know that? (laughs) Do we really know now, baby? Did you, um, did you, did did you go? But, was this before or after your trip to the show uh, to to E three and uh, that was LA? The ah, of course, okay. of course, I'm not going to go to LA with unkempt balls. What uh, are you talking about? But yeah, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, manscape.com. I wouldn't begrudge anybody for just immediately throwing up and disgust and leaving X, the show right now and just being like, I am done with Xbox Two after I just. <laughs> Heard what I heard just say. Like, seriously. My testicles are beautiful. Oh, my God. I almost make... I I think I need a new co-host. Does anybody out there want to uh, be a new co-host of Xbox 2? Because, you know, I'm kind of... You know, I'm feeling a little sick all of a sudden. 
Well, who knows, man? When we get the when we finally start doing Xbox Two on camera, I can give you a demonstration. Oh my um, god, that would probably we'd, get us demonetized. Yeah, that would you know we we I would get banned. <laughs> I would get banned. But okay. it's not just uh, Manscape, which thanks to them, use the code XB two get twenty percent off free shipping. We also have the wonderful people at Patreon to help support the show. And we got some shout-outs we got to get to. We got James Weezo, The Grandest of Bip, Chris Parney, Starsman, Hey Blinken, Army Dude 52C, Mr. Butterjeans, Ryan Kipple, Foreign Object, Mythic Marty, Moronic Donkey 99, Makazilla, Randall Thor 19, Silas, Eric Gregory, Elijah Vasquez, James Moore, Halo is the Franchise Player, Katerox, Bright Tundra 1, Jasper Shap, Asian Cognito, Justin Duell, Frank Marino, Peeber Broking, Asa T, and Madison, Untidy Tim, Grizzly Mofo OG, Governor Grimm, DZ Huffin, Justin Sago, Andrew Courtney, Wagerman, Achievement, The Scarecrow 121, Darren Tropy, Prof JJJ, Butterball 8, Ghostface Killer, Wolf King, KPZ, and Ralph Wiggum. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. If anybody didn't know, um, we did the Xbox 2 Plus 1 this past Tuesday with Paris Lilly of Gamertag Radio and Kinda Funny XCast fame. So you can check out that interview now, and it should be available to everybody this upcoming week. And as well, we do have an Xbox 2 Ultimate show coming this week uh, on Tuesday. Uh, if you want you know, to basically give us any ideas for a theme show, uh, more than welcome to in the Patreon. I think, Jazz, you're going to make like a thread about like, you know, what people would want. But yeah, so you got Xbox 2 Plus 1 last week, Xbox 2 Ultimate upcoming on tuesday and then who knows what else uh we're trying to lock down some guests for the future uh but thank you guys very much for uh supporting us anyways you're all awesome with that out awesome, of the way awesome people yes very awesome people um i i i, I thought the xbox two plus one interview with uh paris lily went very well and if you guys did listen to it you know that not only was jez's question to Todd Howard answered, so was mine. Because we were talking about, you know, he was like, hey, we got Todd Howard coming on the show tomorrow. And Jez was like, I want to ask about fishing. And Paris wasn't going <laughs> to, Paris wasn't, he wasn't having any of it, right? No. He wasn't having I, none of it. And then, what'd you do? How'd you get, how'd you get Gary Witta to uh, ans- ask that question? Well, I, I, I kind of, Gary Witter is sort of effortlessly based. Right. So I kind of figured if there's anyone who's going to get an answer for the people on the very pertinent issue of fishing in Starfield, chances are it would be Gary Witter. And lo and behold, I was correct. Gary Witter, in all of his magnificence, asked my question. And he also made it sound really smart because he was like, well, technically, if we do find life on other planets, chances are it's going to be in the oceans according to the science. So it kind of makes sense to ask such a question, right? Maybe, sort of, kind of. Right. I don't know. But long story short, there is no fishing in Starfield. Mm. Sadly. So we need, we need modders to sort but there might, out. But there might be mods in the future, right? There, yes, there, there, there might be mods. There and might be mods. I was really happy that Paris got in my question about the black holes, if there are any black holes in the game. And Todd decided to pass. Which yeah. means to me that they probably are, because if they weren't, you might as well just say no. And the fact that he didn't say a word 
and we're just passing on it? I wonder if black holes will play some sort of importance in the game. Maybe like a main mission of some kind. I don't know. But it got me thinking. So I appreciate, we appreciate Paris for bringing it up. And they're killing it over on Kind of Funny. Phil Spencer one month. Todd Howard the next month. And all I get every single week is Jess Corden. It's not fair sometimes, I tell you. Right? Yeah, they've kind of lapped us. I mean, they were always better. But I'm just saying, they get to interview huge people, and I get to interview Jez Corden every week. It's not, you know, it's... You're not not happy with this arrangement, Fran? (sighs) You know... Maybe maybe oh, well. maybe I need to see if Paris Lily is available Fridays at two PM as my new co host. Wow. That is that <laughs> that you're gonna do me. Wow. <laughs> I'll take my balls elsewhere then. Maybe mm. I'll join Defiant Duke. Oh, oh yeah. you're gonna join Cognito yeah. and Maddie? I see how it is. Yeah, X- Xbox yeah. two is disintegrating before everybody's eyes right now. We're all gonna I go pre- our separate I ways. Appreciate some smooth balls over there, let me mm. tell you. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> Anyways, uh, in LA stays in LA. What did happen in LA? Oh, we don't talk about that. I just said it stays in LA. Oh, that's not fair. You should have gone then. And you know all about the smooth balls. Apparently. (laughs) Apparently. I don't even know what I'm talking about anymore. Oh man. Oh man. All right. So let's, uh, let's get some of these super chats. And then we're going to get into spicy topics. Jax82 says, catching up on podcasts, finished watching last week's Podrand. Uh, Dumper, really? Jez, congrats on the recent interview. Heard every word. Oh, space fishing, what? Yes. You know what? we got to send some love to Miles Dompier. Um, his, uh, I think he had some, uh, his, his dad might be in the hospital, I believe. Yeah, his, dad, his dad's um, got cancer. Yeah. Which is so- really, really shit. So send some love to Miles Dampier, as I call Miles Dumper, uh, affectionately, because someone called him that in, in a super chat on his show. Uh, I thought he was magnificent uh, on the show with us last week when talking about the showcase and Xbox and all that stuff. So it yeah, sucks Miles to see uh, Miles have to go through that. So make sure you send Miles some some uh, messages. And yeah, you were actually interviewed, Jez, recently, but this time people could actually hear you. Right? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, I, was, I was on TV. Uh, you were on TV again. That. Yeah. So what happened? How how'd this come about? Well, um, they just dropped me a line and was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to come on?" And this time it's pre-recorded, <laughs> so we can make sure there's no issues with the live feed. But uh, yeah, I was on uh, uh, Deutsche Welle's um, Business News, which is a, a German. It's their German. German public broadcaster, international news. And um, yeah, I went on there, talked about some Activision, ABK stuff, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was really awesome. And, you know, I suppose I'm, I'm legit now. You know, it's really funny, Rand. I've been doing this for, I've been doing this for 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, about eight years as a hobby, and then doing it as a freelance for like three or four years, and then full time about, I don't know, five years or something and like that. And we've been doing Xbox two for six, right? Yeah, so, yeah, something like that. But um my family haven't didn't has never understood my job. They don't know what my job is. They don't even know if I've got a real job. They, they don't understand it. But the moment I show them that mm. I'm on t- news You're on, on the TV, telly. You're on the telly, right? I'm on the telly, yeah. Suddenly they all get it. Oh so it's like 
Okay. It's like, oh, okay, I get it. I get what your job is now. So it was very it was very helpful on that basis. But yeah, it was a cool experience. Hopefully I'll get to do it again someday. But that is uh, apparently legitimate now, whatever that means. I mean, you made it, bro. Nobody's asked me to be on TV. Although if I were to be on TV, actually, oh, it kind of was. Uh, you know, I got a million gamer score with Phil Spencer and Jessica Chobot. And Mike Ybarra in E3 2016. So I guess that's as, it's almost as good as being on TV. Man, what happened to Jessica Chobot? Yeah. I feel like I haven't seen her on anything. Yeah. Recently. We, uh, yeah, she hasn't been around. I think she's doing other stuff. Chris Daly says, uh, Stanley says, first time live. Love you guys. Love you for being here. I always, re- I, when I look at chat when we're talking about stuff, you know, sometimes if I'm in the zone and I'm trying to make a point, I don't look at chat because sometimes chat will distract me. But, you know, I'm always looking at chat, and I love it when I see new people come in and say, hey, this is my first time watching live. I normally catch it on Spotify or normally catch it on iTunes, and it's my first time here. I love seeing new people uh, show up every single week, and the fact that we provide, you know, you don't have to listen to the show on YouTube. You can listen to it anywhere else that you want, you know, Uh, and it's always cool to see people who don't even know I have a YouTube channel, who listened to us on iTunes or discovered us via Spotify, eventually then make their way over and check out the live show. Because I, I, I do wonder how the show actually sounds if you're someone who watches it you know, tomorrow on Spotify, right? Uh, versus like being here live and seeing all the comments because you know, there's, we have you know, usually over a, a thousand people. Yeah, the chat's a part of the show. Everybody's got their own opinions. Sometimes they're trolls. Sometimes they're not. And I'm always curious, like, how does that actually play out for the listeners uh, later on? You know what I mean? Uh, like, is it a good experience? Does it make you want to come out and check the show out uh, live to see what it's all about? But me and Jazz are just really appreciative, uh, appreciative that people watch the show, period. Whether it's here live with us or Fridays later on, doing anything, yeah, I spend that Fridays doing anything. I know, and Fridays, you know, it's it's a good thing, I guess, that we do Friday afternoons. So you know, a lot of people can kind of listen to it and then go have, you know, maybe maybe throw a few back Friday later evening, on that bro. night, and you know, go out and party. Or I, I get a lot of messages from people that say, "Hey, I work on Mondays and basically listen to your show, and it's half the work shift." You know, because we tend to go long, we tend to go four hours sometimes yeah. and you know eight hour shift or people like truckers people will message me being like I love the show it's got you know it gets me going when i gotta drive these long roads to start i it, this is more than i ever could imagine when number one i started the youtube channel because you know my buddy tim dog was just like you need to make a youtube channel and i was like really and i i did and it significantly improved my life, significantly mm. changed it. And, you know, to we get messages all the time, even our Discord, about how people listen to us uh, when they're in the hospital. Which I don't know how to respond to that because that's, like, the greatest thing someone could say. Like, hey, I'm struggling and I've struggled or I'm going through some horrible times, but you've made it better for me? I, I honestly don't know what to say to that. Because I've been through rough times. I know what it's like to go through those things. And I've had, you know, people or things help me out. And I, I know what it means to, to have to latch on to something, you know, to so everything doesn't go to shit, basically. 
and it b- blows my mind to the point where I'm speechless, you know? Um, yeah. So I just wanted to but, say, oh, yeah, man. love you guys here. for being here so much. And, uh, <laughs> let's have a spicy show. I feel, I feel, I feel, I got some things to say, but not all good things, you know? Cause yeah, everyone's going to expect me to say something about Jim Ryan. Oh, and we will, but you know, I got some <laughs> choice comments about Xbox in general. Um, so, but we'll get there. We'll get there. So we also have, uh, let's see, we have Adigator who says in the FTC hearing, it was implied the next gen consoles were released in 2028 and Elder Scrolls six will be released in five years or so. Or so years. Do you think Elder Scrolls Six could be a console launch game? That's a good question. Yeah. Actually, it could very well be. Like, I suppose if you're Microsoft and Bethesda working together, and you know, a new generation's uh, opportunity to turn the page, right, um, and do something new and innovative. Like, there's no better way of doing that in showcasing your new hardware with a game like the Elder Scrolls. I mean, honestly. I think Oblivion was the first 360 game that I truly loved. I, I, I had a bunch of 360 games at launch, but they were all kind of like, not that great. Like I had the original Dead Rising, which I know some people really like, but I wasn't a big fan of it. Stuff like that. And then I got Oblivion. It was like, oh my God, what is this game? I, I can do anything. I don't understand. Like I never played a game like that before. So imagine if like the next generation of creation engine games launches direct with the next console maybe even bethesda pitches in on development they're like okay well this is the game we want to make and this this is the hardware we need to make this dream a reality so i could see that in there personally yeah so i mean microsoft basically said or in in this thing that next gen might start around 2028 which is what we imagined right normally it's like seven years i figured an extra year on top for for all the uh pandemic stuff so 2028 makes sense and Sony, you know, the rumors of a mid-gen refresh, they did one exactly halfway through the gen last time. And Tom Warren, or Tom, Tom, Tom Henderson, too many Toms in this, in this industry. You get them all confused sometimes. Uh, Tom Henderson said that Sony's planning a PS5 Pro next year. And, I mean, you historically, which obviously there's not a lot to draw from because it's just one gen, but... That would be, you know, the halfway mark. So, yeah, 2028 makes sense. And I think some people may be surprised that Elder Scrolls is that far out, but I'm not. Look, they spent all this time working on Starfield. It's overly ambitious. Even Pete Hines said during the trial that it's irresponsibly ambitious. And if you want to hear more about it, make sure you check out Kind of Funny's interview, Snowbike Mike, Paris, Gary Witta asking great questions. Right, we got. We even got an answer of like how many planets actually have life out of a thousand. It's a hundred, and I've seen a lot of cons- only a hundred planets. Come on, what am I going to oh, do for the other night? And it's like, bro, don't go to the other planets then. Like, if you only want to go to the ones with life, don't go to the planets that don't have life. Like, it's what, scientifically what, accurate. That's why they're true. Yeah, that. there's m- most planets don't have life, but I just seen this kind of thorough line of. 900 planets with nothing. Starfield's got an empty universe. It's like, bro, nobody is forcing you to go to a planet to mine stuff. If you don't want to go to that planet, don't go to that planet. Go to the planets that have life or something. It's ridiculous. Some of this fake concern from people that I see. I haven't seen any of that. Oh, I haven't seen any of it. I've got more blocks, bro. I know you have everybody. I know you have everybody. Everybody blocked. Um, I love it. I love it. I love blocking everyone. But yeah, so their next game is Elder Scrolls Six. 
And we know from some of the filings that Microsoft, there was a franchise, a game, that Microsoft said would take 10 years to make. And while Elder Scrolls Six was revealed in 2018, and 10 years would be 2028, and if they start working on Elder Scrolls Six in late 2024, because they're pro- we already know Starfield has expansions, right? Yeah. Shattered Space is the first one you get for buying the premium hundred dollar version. I assume they might be a second expansion, maybe even a third one or other content. So. It's probably like that stuff's got to be made. So what are they going to be doing after they ship? They're probably going to go on vacation, right? They're going to celebrate. We just ship. So. We just ship Starfield. Everybody take like a two month vacation outside of like mandatory personnel to maybe patch stuff. So people are going to celebrate. They're going to come back. They'll probably in twenty twenty four start working on content expansions for the game, and then some point transition over to Elder Scrolls. And if you've seen how long it took them to make. Starfield, you can kind of, you know, factor in what Matt Booty said recently about how games take, you know, three, four, five, six years to make big AAA games, and nobody makes them any bigger than than Bethesda and all the things they do. Hmm. So you're probably, yeah, you're probably looking at 2028, 2029, uh, and it would be, that would be absolutely massive if they could somehow, well, they tried this already, this gen, didn't they? Launching the Xbox Series X with Halo Infinite, that didn't work out so well, did it? <laughs> no, yeah. it didn't. But that, I mean, but that had Halo tries to do a lot. It's like one of the few games out there that needs to have campaign and co-op campaign and multiplayer and forge and all that stuff, and they couldn't do it, and it needed to be laid two two years. Season four just launched. So, yeah, okay, you want to try it again, launch a new console, Elder Scrolls on Elder Scrolls. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. So, um, I could see that happening. You know, that time frame, for sure. Uh, Face, he says Microsoft tried to buy Zygna. Phil Spencer confirms. I mean, it's not surprising. We know that they wanted to get a mobile publisher, right? I'm glad they didn't. Yeah, me too. Zynga is so boring. Like at least you know, at least with Blizzard you get Hearthstone and Diablo Mortal, which you know make money. Not really something. I applied fair bit Hearthstone, but it's not really something that's, that excites me. But nothing, nothing bores me more than Farmville, <laughs> which, is what, which is what Zynga's all about. Hey, does what's his face still work at Zygna? Uh, I, I don't you know. know you know what I'm talking about, right? I, I know. I know you're talking about. I can't remember. Uh, Don Matrick. Former Magic. head of Xbox. Honestly, don't know. Does, I don't know. Does anybody know in chat if he still works at Zygna? Because that would be hilarious. That would be hilarious. Oh, back up at Xbox. Yeah, yeah, like I they bought Zygna and Don Matrick ended up back at Xbox, just like how Mike Ybarra and Phil and uh, Rod Ferguson might end up back at Xbox. It's like you you can leave, but you're not going to be gone for long because you're coming back. <laughs> yes. But yeah. You never leave. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm with you. Zygna, whatever. Uh, King's a better get. I mean, I, I've always said, even though personally, I'm not the biggest fan of Activision Blizzard in general. Like, yeah, I play Call of Duty every single year and stuff. If you're looking at, at an acquisition that would help Xbox the most, 
you know, revenue-wise and all the different goals they have for PC, mobile, Game Pass. I mean, it's clearly head and shoulders Activision Blizzard over everybody. I mean, sure, I would rather have them get Capcom or Warner Brothers or, you know, oh, it's um, whatever everyone, else. Everyone's, everyone's mad that we're pronouncing it wrong. It's Zynga. Zynga. Well, you know, Zynga. this is also a podcast where I mispronounce everything. So, I mean... <laughs> Should you be that's surprised? Like, that's like your signature move. Yeah, I, I mispronounce uh, everything. Yeah. I I mean, it's 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 interesting, you know. I do wonder if any other acquisitions will come out of the court case. And people in chat, you'll have to keep us abreast of any yeah, major if developments. Well, dude, Jim Ryan's testimony basically nobody can see it besides the lawyers and the judge. I think everybody was kicked out for for his uh, video deposition. What is, what is Jim going to talk about? What has Jim got to say on camera that nobody else can see, huh? Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's kind. I think like he's done it that way, so like Microsoft and their lawyers can't give a cross examine. But I don't know. I I think it's kind of messed up that they they even allow allow for that way of doing it. I don't know. Mm. But whatever. See, this is this is part of my cynicism. I just like I I don't think the system works. You don't think so? Like, I, I, well, I you know what comes there. you know what comes across very apparent. What's that? Is that the people making these decisions, like the FTC, have literally no clue how the industry works. That's one thing you can gather from watching the court process. Is that yeah. the judge? And the FTC, who seems woefully unprepared, they have 18 months to make their arguments, and it seems like they threw this shit together literally the night before. It, it literally seems like it's something I would do when I was in school, where it was like, hey, guess what? You have a 10-page paper you got to do tomorrow, right? And you know about it two months in advance. And you're like, ah, I got time. I Whatever, right? And then, like, literally the night before, you haven't done anything, and you're you're up literally all night typing stuff out, trying to, you know, actually string together... Se- and this is the era before Chap GPT, which would write stuff for you, right? Back when you actually had to go to libraries in person to actually get books and stuff, you know? Oh, bef- you didn't even have Google back then. Yeah, yeah, so it was like, oh my god, and just like... I've I've done that so many times, so many times where it was like day before, need to write something. And, you know, I'm confident enough in my abilities where I can put together some some bullshit and make it sound good, right? Uh, But that's what it sort of seems like the FTC. Hey, I don't know if you know this, but you need a a Windows uh, stream key to stream this uh, podcast, Jazz on Windows, (laughs) whatever the hell it was. I mean, come on. Like, they don't... uh, that's what I'm. That's what I'm worried about. Okay, because personally, I don't think the judge is going to grant the injunction. However, I can't discount the incompetency and just the lack of general knowledge these people have regarding the industry, where the judge might think. Now we'll get more into it because I don't think the judge is going to grant it, but. The judge might be like, hey, the FTC's arguments sound good to me, granted, right? Because it's you have Microsoft and their lawyers who clearly, obviously, know the industry and are explaining everything. You have the FTC who's clueless about everything. And you have the judge who's like, 
video games. <laughs> what are that? What are those? <laughs> well, you know, you know, like I mean, at the end of the, at the end of the day, it's not the judge's job to know the industry. Sure, but sure. The FTC, at the very least, should know the basics. Like that, they're operating on the assumption that you need a Windows key to, you know, they think they think Windows is like like uh, iOS. They li- they literally think that oh oh Windows is a closed platform like iPhone. Like the the ignorance is absolutely, it's just staggering. It is so staggering. And that is why, like, I am ruling out the idea that this could get blocked because everyone in charge is a moron. They're all idiots, you know. And um, I've been I've been seen time and time again across every every aspect of the political, regulatory, um, you know, framework and the landscape. It's all run by idiots, all operating in bad faith, and you just can't rule out anything. So I'm I'm sort of operating on this idea that. Anything could happen right now. Mm. Yeah. But I, I will say, though, I do have a bet. I have a $50 bet. Yeah, yeah, Joaquin. yeah. Joaquin also has a bet with me. So you're basically going to be... So what's your bet with him? My bet is that the deal gets blocked. Why you do this? Deal. Why you do this? My my bet is that it doesn't go through. You you do- Look, I get you. You're doing it because because you, you want it to go through, but you don't want your heart to be broken again. So you're just going to say, you know what? It's worth the 50 bucks to say it's not going to go through because I don't want to get hurt. Right? Nah, I just, I, like, I just like those odds. Yeah, okay, fair enough. But guess what? Like my bet with, with Joaquin is that it will go through. So what's going to end up happening is it will go through. You'll pay him the 50 and then he'll owe me the 50. So you're essentially giving hey, me the 50. Yeah. Why does he have why does he have two bets? Well no, he well we had a bet way back that he has to buy me a nice premium book. And he has a bet with you. If it goes through, I win my bet with him and you lose your bet with him, so you got to pay him and then he's got to buy me something. I'm confused. It's not that confusing, bro. Okay, fine. Pillow says, Jez, come on. Noxus says, Jez is weird. This is just how Jez operates. I know him. He wants the deal to go through, but he doesn't want to put his heart on the table and actually like Dude, hope it care. goes, yo, don't give care. me this nonsense that you don't care. Please. No, it's I, true. I know it's you. True. I know you well enough. I, I've been playing. I've, I said this before. I was I was worried that Blizzard was going downhill. But and they still can. Fruit. Yeah, I mean they I can. Mean, Overwatch two, hello. Recently. Hello. Now I'm just kind. Of, yeah, yeah. Okay, Overwatch two is a bit messed up, but uh, look at Halo. I don't think I don't sure. think Microsoft's going to be a silver bullet to save Overwatch. But um, I'm quite happy with the way Diablo and World of Warcraft are right now, and I don't want Microsoft to mess that up. Yeah, well, but, I mean, Microsoft's already <laughs> said that they would run independently. So, yeah, I guess. I mean, well, that's the thing. They run it independently, then it's like nothing changes, really. Well, outside of maybe through. Bobby Kotick not running the company anymore. Well, Kotick changing the changing leadership is is an important and good thing. I think Kotick is just he's well out of touch, and I think he has to go. And also, it's it's cool for gamers because we get everything on Game Pass, save money. That's mm-hmm. cool too. Um. Also, the option of Diablo and XCloud, which yes. I've always thought Diablo and XCloud is going to be a great boost for that service, even though, I, I don't know, I don't think Cloud's ever going to take off, to be honest. But, yeah, I, I, I don't mind either way, because I've got, I've got my Diablo now. Yeah. I've got World of Warcraft 
stopped doing well. So whatever. You know, Blizzard. I just, I just Blizzard I was doing great system. at one point, and then they weren't, and now they yeah. might be again. But then, who knows? I don't believe in the system. I do not believe in the system. I think like Microsoft's made all the right arguments. They've got all the facts on their side. I just don't believe in the system. It's pure cynicism. Yeah, it's pure cynicism. Fair enough. Chaos Might says Phil Spencer and Sarah Bond holding down the fort. Uh, these last two days of circus clowns called FTC questioning them about nonsense. Yeah. Uh, Renell says, please do an intro video with only Peppa Pig clips and the usual music. Maybe for an April's Fool. Nobody would watch that if I use Peppa Pig clips. That means I would actually have to... You don't even want Peppa Pig in the current one. No, like got, like, absolutely not. I know. I, I had to sneak that in behind Rand's back. You did sneak it in, under, uh, you know, behind my back, and I was like, "Really?" And then I was like, "Oh well, it works out fair. It works out well enough." Uh, James says, "Yo, glad to be here live. It's a pronounced like Wezo, by the way. Love to see Gary shout out Jez's fishing question and the big Todd dodge and the black hole question. My guess is it's where the force powers come from. It could be possible. Much love, dudes. Uh, dudes, thank you so much, James." For the support. It means a lot. Fat Folder 93. Little joke for Manscaped. What is 56 teeth and holds back a monster? My zipper. <laughs> it's good to catch you two live. It's been months. Well, we're glad that you're here. Silas says, Was it a coincidence that Jez, at the last minute, came to America, and who was here at the same time? Rishi Sunik. Makes you wonder. <laughs> Who's Rishi Sunik? Oh, he's the Prime Minister of Britain. Oh, okay. Okay. So the so-called prime minister, the right? so-called. Okay, so it's a yeah, conspiracy. He's, uh, he's, he's uh, I, I can say so-called because he's absolutely terrible at his job, and I think uh, a, a monkey could do a better job, or or a, or a, some kind of small woodland rodent could probably do a better job than Rishi. But uh, well, bless him, he tries. Bless his little cotton socks, eh? But mm. I get the I'm sense that you don't like him, huh? That's what I'm, that's what yeah. I'm gathering from you. Yeah, I don't think anyone anyone in their right mind likes him. I don't think he's even his own party like him. Nobody likes him. All right. Roy think. says, heard that courts say to put Starfield on PlayStation. No, that's not true. Uh, uh-oh. 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 Special Nick is here. Oh, that guy. But What's I mean, you know, Special Nick is here with an Australian two ninety nine dollars 99 didgeridoos, which is like, I don't know, two pennies US. So <laughs> it's like... He wants me to say this thing, but when I go to Xbox era, like I give five or ten dollars, you know, I, I don't give him pennies, you know. Special Nick, YouTube millionaire, you know, living off of all that Xbox era money, he comes in here with, with basically, you know, not much, and he wants me, he wants me to make fun of you, cause, cause, cause he feels empowered, Jez. <laughs> he says, "Hey, Jez, two and zero. Oh. Three is coming, buddy. It's coming. Well, I don't know. I mean, Nick. Nick also said that. Um, what did Call Nick of say? Duty would have, he said Call of Duty would eventually be exclusive, and Phil today. Oh yeah, that's true. Under oath, that that wouldn't happen. So I don't know. Yeah, don't know. Nick said a lot of stuff that hasn't come true. Most of it he won't say publicly because he knows it's BS. But he still says it to me. <laughs> he still says it to me. And I'd be like, Nick, you're um, crazy, bro. I mean, I, I will say though, if gear, the Gears collection is real, Jazz, whoo, people gonna be coming for you. They're gonna be like, "Oh, really? 
Jez. Coming for what? About what? The Gears Collection? I guess. I don't know. What? what so what is? So what is Nick two two up on you on? What was the what was the one that he like? I get the Indiana oh, Jones I said, thing. Um, I said Indiana Jones. I can't. That's remember. one. So what's the other one? I, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Is Nick just making stuff up? Oh, I think he. I think it's because he mentioned that you said Starfield would be cross gen. And oh, he yeah. and he yeah, said it would be yeah. next gen only. Fair enough. I mean, that was a that was a good guess, I guess. Yeah, pretty good guess. Gears Collection is probably a good guess as well. Good you know? guesses I mean, by, it by, makes lot, by makes a lot of business sense, yeah. even if it doesn't exist right now. We'll see. <laughs> bunch of <laughs> bunch of good guesses for by by Nick. You know, it's you know, broken clock is right twice twice a day, essentially, right? <laughs> as as they say. Yes, indeed. Uh, so what else we got here? Jay Foley, did you guys see the article where Microsoft said the Series S is the standard console and the Series X is the mid-gen upgrade? That was um, that was the Digital Foundry. <laughs> it wasn't an article. It was Digital Foundry did their podcast and basically said that you know when Microsoft talked to Digital Foundry about the consoles, they kind of said like, and the Series X would be like what a mid-gen upgrade would be, essentially. But I don't think it was meant literally. It was more kind of a, uh, uh, like, figuratively. figuratively than, like, oh, the standard console is the Series S. At least, mm. to my knowledge. At least that's the way I took it, right? Fair enough. Uh, Leaky Hum says, Nick <laughs> said Scalebound, Killer Instinct are a thing. Jez is wrong. Well, Leaky Hung, uh, hung, hung, Hum is definitely a, a special Nick fan. Did Nick it. really say Scalebound's coming back? Yeah, he says Scalebound's coming back. Where you been? Oh, well, who knows? Hey, who knows? Well, apparently Nick does, and he says you're, you're wrong about everything. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. My track record speaks for itself. Yeah. Indiana Jones multiplat certainly does. Yeah. Well, you know, they, to, be, to be fair, they did say they renegotiated the contract. That so. is true. They did say that. I did hear it was multi-platform, and they confirmed that. That's all I said. That is true. So, <laughs> so, so Nick, you don't you don't get any wins, bro. Sorry. Yeah, you don't get any wins. Sorry, Je- Jez was correct. It was multi-platform, and it was changed. So, <laughs> you're you're just you're just got one win. You got you know it's not two. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, sorry, Nick. Um, Better look next time. Yeah. So I know you you've been playing Diablo, but I don't know. Do we? Re- Stop. We need to talk about Diablo. I guess I'll mention Diablo. I finished Diablo. I beat the game, finished the campaign, and slayed the world boss, which was a lot of fun, a lot of people there. And then I deleted the game off my hard drive, never to be reinstalled ever again. <sighs> Not even for the expansion. Because it's over, bro. Well, it depends. Depends on what the expansion is about. I mean, I enjoyed my time with Diablo. That's the thing. I like it, but I don't love it. So yeah, I put 30 some odd hours into the game and there's a lot of game there. A lot of side quests, a lot of things to do, big open world and all that stuff. Did you do the side quests? I mean, I did, I, I did, but the thing was, it didn't really make a sense, a lot of sense to do a lot of them because you would hit level 50 way before you beat the boss. And I hit level 50, like literally right after I beat the final boss. Cause I was like, all right, well, 
I tr- I was doing a lot of side quests at the beginning, and then I stopped essentially when I got to Act Three, where I kind of just did the main story. Yeah. So yeah, no, I enjoyed I enjoyed it, but it's like as Shady says in the chat, level seventy to one hundred represents half of the total required XP to max level in Diablo Four. That's great, <laughs> and I'm not here for that. If you guys want to grind out level seventy to one hundred and just constantly play on harder difficulties. So you can get better gear, so you can beat those harder difficulties, so you can level up to 100. Don't let me stop you. But you know what I'm not doing? I ain't doing that. <laughs> I got other <laughs> things I want to do in life. Read books, watch TV yeah. shows, play other games. Uh, but yeah, my, my, t- um, my time my with Diablo is over. Yeah. My colleague, Z- Zachary Bodie, he's actually running a tour right now, saying basically what you just said. That, that he's finished the campaign now doesn't see the point carrying on but yeah it's, you know it's 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 that sort of if you enjoy the combat and the feeling of just vaporizing what, clicking 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 yeah and vaporizing it, that's what you're doing right now right you're all you're doing is just clicking well, well actually you're just you're pressing a button game, right? you're pressing a button my bad i'm pressing a, pressing a button pressing a button or tapping you know if it comes to x cloud <sighs> oh sorry about that Yawning, it's getting later, but um, a bloody rant delaying the podcast, yeah, just an hour, bro. But yeah, but I've been, um, I've been, I'm addicted to it. I'm, yeah. pl- I'm pushing well into endgame level 57 now. Um, I won't stop playing it probably ever, maybe. I don't know, I love it, I just love everything about it. But I have actually played a different game, uh, recently. Rand, what was that? Um, well, first of all, I want to give a quick shout out to Hollow Knight. Great game. Which is, and I know it's, oh my god, wait, that game's really old. And I know I'm well late to the party here. But I never played it before. And like, um, on my Asus, um, I needed a game I could play offline. Because the airport Wi-Fi was not good enough. And the in-flight Wi-Fi was not good enough to play Diablo. So I had Hollow Knight installed and I started playing it and played it for about 15 hours and absolutely love it now. Brilliant, brilliant game. Um, but I also played Rand, uh, the game that is currently up on screen, if you did indeed capture the footage. As yeah, requested. I mean, of course I did. Um, it is uh, Lies of P. Lies I was of P. playing Lies of P. I, I am like, I, I played Lies of P, I think it was... Last you played it at Gamescom, last? I think, right or or something. Nah, I, it was like a preview thing. It was like last February or something. I played it, I think, and um, we had a we had a PC build, and um, my brother wrote a preview of it, and um, I also played that build. So I pl- I also played it as well, and I thought, yeah, this is pretty good. You know, um, didn't feel particularly amazing. But, you know, it was pretty good, and um, I enjoyed it for what it was. But the, the demo, like, uh, six months later, it feels so, so much better than what I what I experienced last year. And um, I think it's really, really good. It's sort of like... Um, people are comparing it to Bloodborne a lot, I suppose, because of the atmosphere and the, the sort of, I don't know, the Victor- almost Victorian kind of inspired era i suppose but i don't think it's really fair to compare it to bloodborne which by the way i've also been playing recently mm, okay <laughs> um 
and uh, but yeah, like Bloodborne is, you know, it's Bloodborne. It's, it feels very different to Liza P. But Liza P is like, I had to sort of re. I found myself having to retrain my brain because, like, when you play games like Dark Souls and Bloodborne and stuff, it's like you're going for the iframes, right? But Liza P is a little bit, maybe even more similar to Sekiro, I want to say, where you have to block. And you have to block well to really do combat efficient, effectively and efficiently. Because the dodge roll is very, I don't know, you don't, do- you don't roll very far with that dodge roll. Yeah. And uh, I don't think there's iframes attached to it. Uh, I, could be, I could be wrong about that, but you don't, you, you, generally speaking, you don't want to be dodging. Like you maybe dodge some big area attacks and stuff like that get out of the way but like most of the hits are about blocking and then you attack to recover health lost which i believe is similar to bloodborne um but there's a demo up on xbox live and i believe rand's got the footage up on the show um which by the way i've been uploading the video podcast to spotify recently rand as well Mm. so people can actually watch the podcast on spotify after the fact so you'll be able to check out the footage on spotify too later but it's pretty damn good i just i kind of feel i kind of feel bad that it's launching so close to starfield because i think that's gonna especially on game pass that's gonna really bury it i feel like well i mean maybe but i think the there's an audience for those type of games and also i mean it's multi-platform it's on pc it's on playstation it's on xbox it's it's more of like a value add for Game Pass where it's like, hey, you got Starfield and you got Liza P and Payday 3 and Party Animals if you want. Um, mm. Yeah, I was I downloaded the Liza P demo because I told Jazz, hey, put Final Fantasy 16 in the poll because I was going to start that. <laughs> and then he was like, okay. And I was like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to capture because Jazz doesn't like capturing footage for you guys, by the way. It usually comes down oh. to me. Yeah, because Liza P was winning, and then Jez is like, can you capture the footage? Just like he did with Redfall, and just like he does with all these other games. So like, can you capture wow. the footage? I'm playing too busy playing Dablo, you know? Oh, man. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, so you can watch the footage, and you can watch me die three times to the first boss, because I was trying to figure out exactly okay is it do i block him do i do i try dodging i wasn't really sure like exactly what i was what i needed to do and yeah i think i died to him like three times but it's it's it feels good to play i mean it's definitely a souls souls game through and through i like the look of it um but yeah there is there is a little bit the you know kind of like am i going to be done with starfield because even when, when we were just talking about Diablo and me, you know, talking crap about it, even though I'm just kind of... Look, it's just my personal opinion, right? And it's the, sort of the same way I feel about Destiny. It's like, I like playing through the campaign of Destiny. I like the feeling of how powerful you get. Like, every time you beat somebody or you kill an elite enemy in Diablo, you're always getting better gear. And for a while there in Diablo, it was always better gear. You're always getting, you know, stronger and stronger. And, oh, there's more abilities you get so it's like oh man this feels really good and the same thing fell for destiny where it was like every new drop you got made you stronger and you're getting new abilities but then eventually that all sort of stops and you're not getting like better gear all the time 
and you reach the the end of the campaign, which I quite enjoyed the story it was telling. That kind of final cutscene was pretty damn awesome, Jazz. You know the one I'm talking about? Oh yes, that was uh, uh pretty the, amazing. The CGI cinematic, just yeah, the, the war cinematic. I th- I actually genuinely believe, like objectively speaking, I think that war cinematic. It's it's I think it's like maybe like seven minutes long or more. I think that's one of the best cinematics in gaming history. It was really good. Absolutely amazing. But then it's like, okay, so I, I finished it, and then I did the Capstone Dungeon, got to World Tier 3, did the boss, and I realized it was like, all right, well, now the game just wants me to grind dungeons or whatever to get to level 70 and then go up to another tier and just do that to level 100. And I just don't really want to do that. It's the same thing with Destiny. I just didn't want to... All right, time to do run this raid every, three times a week on all my characters and <laughs> run all this stuff every single week just to get better gear so I can beat the... It's just... I don't Like, that sort of stuff just doesn't... Doesn't interest me. And I'm not... That's not attacking anybody like Jez or anybody in the chat who finds that fun. You know... Different strokes for different folks. If if everybody liked the same thing, it'd be a boring, boring world. It'd be a boring podcast. Uh, so, you know, That's for me, enough. for me, as I've always explained, you know, if you guys have been here a while, I continuously like to begin new experiences, whether it's reading new books or playing new games. So it's like I played Diablo for thirty hours, and I'm gonna move on to Final Fantasy 16, which I'm playing now. And I'll beat Final Fantasy 16, and I'll go play something else that I, you know, haven't played, like, um, like Gardens of the Galaxy or something like that, or any of the new games, like Atlas Fallen or Immortals of Avium or whatever. Like any, like, because I sort of feel, I don't know, I just don't want to be stuck playing one game. Uh, and I, I've been like that because I put like 900 hours into PUBG, you know, back 2017 to like 2019 2020 and i you know didn't there's some games i i missed out on uh and even i didn't finish final fantasy 7 remake and even though i wanted to because i was so thoroughly addicted to warzone that it was like it was all i could think about and it was like by the time wars we were done with warzone i didn't go back to final fantasy so for me yeah i just you know because I've I've watched some of Mav streams with Pong So and they're they're doing these like level thirty six dungeons or whatever the hell they are, and I'm like, yeah, this looks cool, but it's not something personally that I would enjoy. And then someone asked, like, oh, are you just gonna stop playing Starfield after the main campaign? I mean, I don't know what I'm gonna do with Starfield, honestly. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'll, I'll beat the main, ca- main campaign, but I'm going to explore. I don't know how many of uh, of the game's systems I'm actually going to interact with. As you guys know, I'm not a very creative person, so like shipbuilding is probably I'm not going to build my own ship. It's probably I'll, I'll probably maybe follow blueprints or whatever. Maybe people will post something online as like, "Oh, look at this cool ship," but I don't really see myself building something like that. And I don't really see myself building outposts. I just, those, to me, those, that's not fun. So I'm not going to do it. But the gunplay looks fun. I do like exploring to a certain bit. Like, I'm the type of person who play Final Fantasy 16 and do everything, like all the side quests before, you know, that that's kind of how I always went through. It's like I go through an area, do all the side quests, do the main quest, 
rinse, repeat. Uh, I didn't do it with Diablo because there's just too many of them, and everybody told me not to do it because you're just wasting time and XP, so I didn't bother. Um, so that's kind of... With Starfield, yeah, I mean, I'll do probably all the missions in the game, try to do as many side quests as I want, maybe try to explore a little bit, land on different planets and stuff, but some of the some of the systems I'm not going to interact with very much. And I think like the 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 thing about Starfield's systems like the base building and the 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 flying, all that's going to be completely optional. Like sure. you can play like Fallout 4 if Fallout 4 is like the closest allegory to it cuz Skyrim's house mechanics were pretty limited. And I think it was even a DLC. I don't even know if it launched with that. But Fallout 4, obviously, a big part of Fallout 4 was building your, your settlement, right? You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. And you didn't really you didn't really get anything special for doing it. But like if you build if you build you'll get you'll get a basic ship for free, which will let you like, you know, engage with the dynamic quests that happen as a result of flying between planets or whatever. And, you know, shit hit the fan and, and you'll be able to experience some of it doing that. But I think, like, when it comes to, you know, if you, if you, you know, want to do some of the stuff like, I don't know, they showed capital ships, like these bigger military kind of ships. I suppose, like, uh, I think one of them was, like, a level 100 ship. If you want to, like, raid and take over a level 100 ship, yeah, you probably are going to have to grind some materials to build a bigger ship and get them blueprints and actually like look into how the shipbuilding works a little bit. But if you're just there for the story and the campaign, you know, like Fallout or Skyrim or whatever, and you just want to play it that way, you're going to be able to, you know, and you're still going to be able to like get hundreds of hours of game gameplay out of it without engaging all those other systems. I suppose it's ultimately about what kind of star citizen you want to be, you know, not not to mention the, the, the game that I'll never be finished, but it, you know, you, you, like like in re- much like in real life, not everyone wants to be a, a space pilot, right? Maybe they just want to, you know, work in a space office or something like that, or work in space retail. Do you want to work in space retail, Rand? Yeah, be like a space. I'm retail. just saying, like everybody can enjoy their games how they want to enjoy them. I'll enjoy my way. You enjoy your way. You know, you it, Jez is going to be playing Diablo on the podcast for the foreseeable future. He's going to try to get level 100, and I love that form. That's just not me, right? I need so. to kill Uber Lilith. I, I won't be happy with myself. And I just got my first unique drop live on the stream. Mm. See, this this is the this is the shit I live for, man. I just got my first unique, and what is it? It's probably something you can, you're not even really using. It's pretty lame. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the other oh, thing. It, like, oh, lame but stuff. It, it looks cool though. Mm. So. It, it's it's for a build that I'm not using. It's for a blood build, but I can get it for Transmog, and it looks amazing. It, it's uh, I don't know if you've seen it. It's it's that chess piece that like it looks like all your guts are hanging out. Yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah, the, the armor designs in this game are absolutely completely insane. But yeah, so I got the Transmog, even though I'm not going to use <laughs> I'm not going to use the affix on it. But yeah, this is what I live for. That's just, it's just meditative, you know. I love just I love games where I can just turn my brain off, you know. And I think Diablo is absolutely one of those kind of games. You can just just mow down dozens and dozens of monsters and not really think too much about it. But 
yeah. See, different Bo- strokes are different strokes. Boba Fett says, Rain, you need to get gear in tier three and four to continue level feeling and invest Paragon points, but level 70, that slows down. I mean, look, if Diablo yes. was the only game out there to play, I probably would. But you see how many games are coming out? There's just like no time. I want to play them all. I want to play Alan Wake 2 and Spider-Man 2 and I want to play Starfield and I want to play Liza P and I want to play Atlas Fallen. I want to play Immortals of Avrium. I want to play Oxenfree 2. I want to play, you know, like... You want to play City Skylines 2. That's not my type of game. But there's just just so much. There's just so much. Um, Lede says, Phil said some Bethesda games will be multi-platform. Which ones? He did mention that. I mean, we've already seen, right? Quake. The remaster from last year or the year before was multi-platform. There's uh, a listing for Quake 2 already? Remastered, yeah. Yeah, which that's going to be multi-platform because it probably makes sense. And honestly, ZeniMax Online's game that we we know they're making, it's a big AAA production, they've been working on it for four or five years, I would not be shocked if that's also multi-platform. Especially if it's some sort of MMO-type experience. Right, yeah. I would I would not be surprised if that's multi-platform. So it is a case by case basis. It's not like everything de facto is exclusive. You know, it'll be like they'll look at it. You know, Quake. All right, well we're doing Quake one and two remaster. Whatever, let's do it everywhere. Let's just put it on everything. Okay, Zenimax Online. Let's let's put that multi-platform or multi-platform. It makes the most sense for if it is an MMO. It make the most sense to to be everywhere. So yeah. And then even Phil didn't even answer the question about, you know, Elder Scrolls. Like, it's too early to know. He doesn't even know what Microsoft systems it will be. And I think he's been a little core there. So, like, it'll probably be on, like, the Xbox Series X and S and then whatever the new one is. But his point was that it's so far in the future, nothing has been even decided yet. Right? Because the FTC is trying to, like, bring up these points that, you know... There's like immediate harm because the FTC to get the injunction kind of needs to prove that there's the market, which is why they're basically they went after the Switch and how the Switch isn't really competitive or in the same market that the Xbox and PlayStation is, right? Even though it is, because even though like they they compete for the same money and stuff, like of course they're part of the same market, but the FTC is like, oh no, it's the what what do they call it, Jez? What's the High-end the high-end markets, market. like it's not the same because if it is, because if it's part of the same market, well then their whole argument just is just dead, right? Uh, yeah. So they try to position it as like, no, Xbox and PlayStation are a different market. So, and then not only that, but they're trying to also prove that there's immediate harm to PlayStation and you know consumers essentially. Um, you know, they, they try to you know, basically try to say that, you know, Xbox doesn't honor their contracts. They're kind of trying to nail that home. even And that's why Xbox, is all, they've always been like, no, we honor the contracts. Look at this X, Y, and Z. Look at what Sony's been trying to do to us. And we just had to respond to protect our business. And that's why it was pretty big to get Phil to actually swear under oath that he's not removing Call of Duty from PlayStation because that removes the immediate harm factor from the merger immediately. When you have the head of the CEO of gaming basically saying, I'm swearing under oath in lieu of perjury and jail time that we are not going to remove Call of Duty from PlayStation as long as PlayStation allows us to put the game on there. Because the judge was very much like, asked him that, will you swear under oath? And Phil said yes. So that kind of throws the whole idea of, 
well, this merger is going to cause immediate harm. Therefore, we need to file and I need to file an injunction to yeah. stop it. Right. Phil. Phil was very sort of the fact that Phil just leapt straight into that without even considering the consequences. I think that that's a pivotal. Well, to be fair, to be fair, like Phil's not going to be at Xbox forever. Right. And it's not, if we assume someone like Sarah Bond takes over in the future, I mean, Sarah Bond didn't testify under oath that Call of Duty ain't going, I don't think Call of Duty is going anywhere. He was speaking on behalf of. Yeah. Can you speak on behalf of a company that you're not going to be a part of at some point? Like, let's like be honest, like Phil's not going to be there forever. Can Phil. Yes, he is. Well, we may like it if Phil's there forever, but I'm just saying he's not going to. So how can you, how can you speak for a company when you're not going to be there after a certain point? Right. Well, I, I suppose, but, but the whole like, point is, I'm sure, I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's a, a legal argument that could be made that Phil swore under oath and then blah blah blah. I don't yeah, know. but the whole point I, is, I, like, even, even still, it'd, it'd be a, le- it'd be a legal headache, like for, yeah. for someone if Phil wasn't sincere, basically. Exactly, but it's like about immediate harm, and you know the FTC hasn't proven anything, and I hate the fact that the FTC was talking about how like it's bad that Xbox got exclusives. And all this sort of stuff, making it seem like, oh, exclusive. But they never mentioned Nintendo or PlayStation. And granted, obviously, we know why. But it was like this whole thing was like bad somehow that like Indiana Jones is now exclusive. And and that Xbox has exclusives and stuff. It's like this horrible, monstrous thing, you know? They they talked about like, they literally said, how terrible would it be if if, uh, PlayStation, if Xbox had skins for Call of Duty that were exclusive? And it's like, bro, are, are you are you for real? You're arguing that's in favor of the deal here that's, because that's exactly what PlayStation has been doing since 2013. That's that's the ignorance that we were talking about. These people don't know. They they're essentially college students, and they were like, "Oh shit, it's right here, right now. We need to come up with something on a, on a subject matter we know nothing about." Well, we need to cram night before, and they come up with these ridiculous arguments because they've been listening to Lion crying, flying, Jim dance move saving Private Ryan for so long. He's whispered, been whispering in their ears about these things about you know high end console market and you know uh, the immediate harm PlayStation will will have an effect and all this sort of stuff that they just basically you know it's like well Jim's not going to lie to us, and it's like they 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 thought everything you said was true. And now, you know, when they actually get into this situation, it's like, wow, not only did they come across completely unprepared for this, but they come across as just lacking, lacking any sort of knowledge about the thing they're trying to argue against. It's lacking a brain. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll be talking more about that. Uh, let's see. Uh, we have one here from Mr. Two Opinionated. Rand, do you season your food? That's a. <laughs> Why is this a question? I mean, I'm going to answer it because I'll answer a question, but is this going to give you some sort of insight into my psyche, into my gaming habits? Do I season my food? Fair question. The answer is no, I don't. I don't season my food. When I have chicken, it's plain. When I have a burger, I might get cheese on it, maybe ketchup depending on it, but no. I don't season stuff. Well, you don't put salt and pepper on things? No, I don't. Wh- wh- why? What, what do you mean why? Why not? What do you mean why? What do you- 
What is what is wrong with you? What, what, there's nothing wrong with me. What I'm I'm sure there's other you? I'm sure there's other people what here that don't season their you? food. What does does that explain? Like, does that explain? Does that now like? Are, do you understand Rand now, or something? I. I Cause look, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm, I'm watching chat now, and I'm gonna see everybody. I'll be like, Wait, no salt and pepper, and none of this stuff on your food. Oh my god, man! Oh, how could this? Oh. Right? Look, and I got it's already going off. Look at all this stuff. They can't believe it. What? What's so wrong I, with I this? Can't, I can't believe it. I am like severely triggered right now. I'm not gonna lie, bro. John G says, "No wonder he doesn't finish games, dude. Is a blend, laughing my ass off. I finish games all the time. What are you talking about? He's, mi- he's mixing the up, I think. I'm the one that doesn't finish games. Apparently. Jez, you, you, yeah, you have me mistaken with Jez. I only really play games that I finish. I, when I start a game, I finish it. Now you, you may be like, well, Diablo's not done till you reach level 100. Fuck that. Diablo's done. Campaign's over. Credits rolled. <laughs> it's finished." <laughs> Do you use um? Do you ever use hot sauce? I do not like hot things. Like, <sighs> all right, this what about, what's the shit sauce? No, okay. I, so when we get like wings, like say from Wingstop or whatever, I get them plain. Pl- plain. I don't like like even mild. Even mild is too too hot. What? Too hot for me. What? I don't know. It just it just I, I just don't plain. like it. I just don't like it, man. What? That's not to say. Man. That's not to say. I I I I I wouldn't use a one sauce on steak or something, because I would if it was there. Man. Look, you've you Man. look what you did. Look what. No, this is Mister Two Opinionated. Bro, I'm just that's that's just <laughs> me, man. Oh man. Okay. Well, le- you learn something new every day, and today I learned that Rand just has terrible ass taste, bro. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. No, it's not. No, it's not. No, I feel. I feel. It's, now, it's okay. now, 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 I'm self conscious about my my eating habits. <laughs> I got. I got the entire chat. You know, whenever I could handle Randall hipster stuff because I know it's not true. Now I literally have. You have all my subscribers. You have all turned against me. All simply over about a. a how? Look what happened, bro. I just. I just don't understand. Like you don't like salt. What is it about I mean, salt's salt? Salt's like, fine. What? But you don't season things with salt? Do See, you put look, salt on fries? Uh, Nelfon Gaming says he's with me. He doesn't. You know. Okay, so, congrats. Yes, you got one yes. person. You got one single damn person. Congrats. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Okay. Look. I don't know. This is how I've just been my whole life. I, like ketchup, you know. I hate mustard. Don't. I hate mayonnaise. Salt is fine, although I don't go out of my way to put salt on there. Pepper, not really a fan of. I don't know. I just don't really care. Hot sauce. I don't like hot sauce. I don't like hot food. Like it just. Ugh. I I I, f- it, I get sick when I when I have it. So when I have like <laughs> hot wings or something, I don't feel good afterwards. But dude, it it doesn't matter if you don't feel good. Like I told you, I got a sensitive stomach, right? But sometimes you just gotta accept that you're not gonna feel good, man. 
I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, Look, I apologize to everybody here who I've, I've offended with yeah, my with my plain taste. Okay. That the fact you that I would apologize. order wings and get them completely plain, or I get a hamburger without seasoning it, or if I get a uh, chicken without any seasoning or or whatever, or steak, I apologize for my plebeian taste. <laughs> I'm sorry. Call me Blandal Four or something. Whatever. Blandal. Randall. Randall Bland or something. The bland thought. Man, I'm crying. I'm I'm literally crying right <laughs> man, now. Man, he says the man with bland food. The man with the bland food. <sighs> I'm crying, man. I'm Dude, I've never crying. I've never seen so many people just come out of nowhere and just be disgusted about something. <laughs> okay, well, well, that's that podcast derailed. Yeah, I know, um, right? You know, if you're listening to this later in the comments section, do you stand with me? Or are you are you against me? Man, I'm just I'm just I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. Go you, you go ahead and snitch to Umbra. Tell let him know. Maybe maybe Umbra needs to t- have to take me out so we can I can get some real Chicago fruit or something. I, you know who would have thought that a person's a person's pre- preference for how they like their food would come under such fire? Good. Look. I, I I'm looking at now. I've lost I've lost 300 subscribers, Jazz, over this. <laughs> For real? No, I don't know. <laughs> That'd be funny if you did. Be like yeah. what? He doesn't season his food. A heathen. Unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. <laughs> uh, uh, and and dream says, "You do you, Rand. Who cares what people think? That's right. I'm gonna keep on doing me. And when I get a hot dog, I'm just gonna only put ketchup on it. Well, maybe onions because I do like onions. But that's it. Mm. No relish. No mustard. None of that stuff. Same thing with hamburgers. Just cheese and ketchup. Most of the time, just cheese. Because I don't I'm even bother so getting disturbed. the ketchup. We get a I'm steak, disturbed. you know what? Just plain. No no seasoning, no nothing. Although, when I do cook stop, the steak... Stop. Please stop. Uh, Dude, John RPG, you, you're, you're Land Elf Four. The Grand Bip says, Rand is now officially more British than Jez. One <laughs> says, no salt yeah. or pepper. This is not the dark rand that I was expecting. Hey, you never know what sort of dark rand you're going to get. So you have to accept this one. Chief Gaming. Turn 10 and Playground Games announced a few hours ago. Servers for Horizon 1 and 2 are shutting down August 22nd. Sad, but it was bound to happen eventually. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of sucks. I mean... That's the problem with service games, I guess. Well, Horizon 1 is not really a service game, though. Horizon 1 was... Very different than the other Horizon games. Two was more of a service game. Obviously, three, four, and five are much more of a live service stuff. But, I mean, Horizon 1 came out in 2012. I'm surprised the servers are even still up. Uh, Same thing with with two, really. And they're also delisted, by the way. You can't buy Horizon 1 or 2. Or 3, for that matter. So, yeah, it was only a matter of time. Thanero says, Rand, come to the south. You need to eat some real food for real. Yeah, Mr. Two Opinion, it says, I was being judgmental because of your Starfield take. I'm sorry a little bit. What What's so <laughs> wrong with my Starfield take? That I'm going to play the campaign and do all the quests that I possibly can and maybe do some extra exploring but not interact with all the different systems because that's not the type of person I am? And suddenly it's like I killed someone's kid or something. Or the fact that I said I'm done with Diablo <laughs> after reaching you know level 50. And you know what? If Dude. Mike, if Mike, your bar was in this chat, I tell it to his face too. I'd be like, "I'm done with your game." Oh, you know, God. Rand can't cook. 
Darge Knight, no seasoning, Ren. You're not of this earth, sir. Jeez, who who who'd have thought this would be what you know angers people people so? Raj, I'm sure Redfall is coming to PlayStation. Probably not. If I was PlayStation, I wouldn't want that game. Why would you want that game if you're PlayStation? Uh, Roland says, appreciate the man with the million and the man with the canned beans. And shout out to my Xbox homies in the hood, Johnny and Yogi. Shout out to Johnny and Yogi. Aramic says, man, I don't have enough popcorn for this trial. Cannot wait for hoax coverage later. Ready for my Final Fantasy 16 weekend. Have a great weekend too, fellas. Yeah, I can't wait to awesome. continue on with Final Fantasy 16 as well. Um, There's some uh, mixed opinions going around about that game. Yeah. Uh, Do you have any initial impressions on it? Yeah, so I've only I've life. only gotten to play about four or five hours so far, mm. and what do I say about it? Visually looks amazing. Run speechless. Visually okay, looks amazing, yeah. right? Uh, it's also another game that has a pretty crappy performance mode for the most part. Is this, is this becoming a trend now with crappy performance? I don't know. But I will say, not really a Final Fantasy game. This is hmm. more like if Devil May Cry was 50 hours long and had to really involve cutscenes and stories. Because this game's not an RPG at all, period. End of end of story. Any Anybody that sort of says it's an RPG, at least, I mean, five hours in, so I don't know how it gets on. This is not. This is an action game. Through and through, with a ton of cutscenes and story stuff, and as of right now, story seems pretty interesting. Right, the way they set it up, you play as Clive, just you know, uh, in like Wolf a couple there. couple <laughs> different uh, couple different time periods of his life, and it's very interesting to see how they've taken Final Fantasy into this action oriented state because, yeah. Like what you thought of with Final Fantasy in the past, with 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 parties and like, like how you and like, there's like no elemental effects in the combat. Like there's, it's very much just an action game, which some oh. people will love and some people won't. And yeah, the combat is a lot of fun right now. Although it's a little on the basic end, I I noticed that you really only have two combos. Uh, square, 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 like four, a four hit square button. Now you can use like square, triangle, square, triangle to amplify it with magic, but there's no like square, square, pause, square, 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 or like square, square, triangle, square, you know, like other action games like that to pull off many like different types of combos. Uh, there's only really one, but then they, they have all these different sort of special moves that you can trigger by holding down a button and like pressing triangle or circle to amplify and do flashy sort of attacks. And I think that's supposed to be where the variation comes in. Uh, so like the combat itself isn't the most in depth, at least right now. I don't know if you actually get more combos uh, later on, but I will say that currently I am enjoying the story that's being told. Um, it is a lot of cutscenes. <laughs> you will be like, all right, I have control of Clive. I walk five feet and there's a cutscene. And some of the cutscenes and some of the stuff are way better than some of the others. You can definitely tell where some of the money went and then where some of the money didn't go. Right? Where it's, mm. it's very apparent. It's like, wow, that looks really good. And then you get to something else and it's like, that kind of doesn't. Right? Uh, but yeah. when it looks good, it looks 
freaking amazing. And then when it kind of doesn't, and it kind of looks kind of bad. So we'll see how the game continues on. But yeah, this is not it your typical, not your typical. Some... It doesn't seem controversial. It seemed the reviewers loved it. Well, the first wave of reviewers loved it, but now like you've got uh, some YouTubers who take a little bit more time with their reviews, like Skill Up, and uh, they haven't got all completely glowing things to say about it. Now, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty avowed, you know, turn-based Final Fantasy guy. So like even Final Fantasy VII not being turn-based raised eyebrows with me. But I actually I actually warmed to Final Fantasy VII. I thought it was a good compromise between active combat. And they still had some tactical elements in there. And they still had the party in there. So, like, it was like... I thought it was handled pretty well. Like, it kind of felt almost like playing Dragon Age Inquisition. Or maybe even more like Dragon Age 2 or something. Playing as Fenris as as your main sort of control character. But it seems like they've just completely abandoned that whole tradition now with this new game. Which doesn't sit well with me as someone who you know, has so much nostalgia for what Final Fantasy used to be. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, I don't really, I don't really care. I don't really care that much about Final Fantasy anymore. You know, like I haven't enjoyed Final Fantasy that much since Final Fantasy X, being completely honest. I didn't really like Final Fantasy XII. I, didn't, I hated Final Fantasy XI. I didn't really like Final Fantasy thirteen. I didn't really like Final Fantasy fourteen. And I didn't really like Final Fantasy 15. So, like, that kind of nostalgia that I'm clinging on to, which is Final Fantasy 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, it's just kind of gone. It's just kind of over. I think I just need to accept that the franchise just isn't for me anymore. Yeah. But, to Square Enix's credit, they're carrying on the legacy with Octopath Traveler and um, Bravely Default, which do seem to be more like the kind of games that I'd enjoy. And, you know, I've been playing Octopath Traveler 1, and... Apparently, Octopath Traveler 2 is way better as well, so I do want to get on and play that at some point. But, but yeah, I think I just need to accept that Final Fantasy is just not for me anymore because it just doesn't look that interesting. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I've o- I'm only like four or five hours in. Uh, we'll see how it progresses for the rest of the game, right? I only get, yeah. I only got to play it uh, for a little bit before doing the show. So, you know, that's what I'm Fair playing enough. next. I'll play it over the weekend and next week and see how much more... Uh, you know, it evolves. I don't really think it's going to evolve very much because it doesn't really seem like right now it's the, the very also beginning. The first like a whole beginning two three hours is very much all tutorial based stuff, introducing you to concepts, introducing you to certain things and whatnot. Um, so we'll see if like it expands out, but something tells me it's not going to. Like it looks like you'll get more uh, abilities that you can then kind of switch in between at any point in time to like, but I will say like right now, combat is a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun to get into uh, stuff. And you know, you even got a dog, uh Torgal that you can kind of send out to attack, uh, you know, so that, that's kind of cool. There's a lot of things. And then they offer also a lot of accessory uh, accessibility stuff. There's like, uh, things you can equip that lets you automatically evade attacks, which would obviously make the game super easy, or let you pull off incredibly stunning combos by just pressing square, or actually not having to control Torgal and it'll automatically do it for you. So there's, you know, if you're worried about difficulty, because, you know, some of the previous Final Fantasy games could be difficult if you didn't grind, or if you didn't have good party composition and stuff like that. Seems like this one, they, they want, like, we want everybody to play it. So if you want to do cool, flashy stuff, 
you can do that. If you never want to get hit, you can do that too, right? Yeah. So, uh, we have a Dark Sea member for 46 months says, was a pleasure to help. Thank you. Uh, JD Gamer, so Final Fantasy, what is that? 6 is essentially a modern, Final Fantasy 16 is essentially a modern action versus RPG version of Lost Odyssey. I mean, Final Fantasy 16 is an action game through and through. There's hardly any RPG in it, at least right now. That may change, but it is definitely just, hey, imagine if we made Devil May Cry, kind of toned it down a little bit with some of the combos and just had a whole bunch of cutscenes and story, and that's what it would be. Sean says, Phil needs to take away this man's gamer... Now they're coming after my gamer score. <laughs> now, they're co- now they're coming after my gamer score. Like, I-, I don't deserve it because I don't put salt and pepper on my broccoli. <laughs> or something. Seriously. Dude, this is out of control now. I, I just... I'm still bothered about it, personally. I'm trying, I'm trying to get through it, Rand. I'm trying. <laughs> You're, you're not bothered by it. You're over there f- f- clicking on Dude, Diablo 4. I'm sorry. You, you're eating broccoli without any seasoning on? Like, well, what? I'm try- Dude, I'm trying, to, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get through it. I'm telling you. It's okay. We'll get through it together. <laughs> Whatever. Angry Hippie says, wrong. at least you don't eat doughy lasagna and call it pizza, right? No, I don't do that. At least I don't think I do that. Uh, Enigmatic Dream says, I'm from Chicago. No ketchup. That's the rule. Well, no. Ketchup on everything, bro. I'm sorry. We have to disagree on that. Seasoning, kind of. Ketchup. Ketchup is the best. Uh, Crazy G, gonna gonna love Jez trying to put timestamps in now. Yeah, he's probably not even paying attention to that. It'll just be like one no, long... No, no, no. Uh, uh, we, we have, we have a timestamp for Rand Height seasoning, oh, so don't, Jesus don't you worry about that. Jesus. Really? <laughs> yes, we have a timestamp for that whole discourse, so... Don't you worry about that, friendo. Uh, Jack says, what about Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts? Um, I don't know. I mean, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts in a long time. I played two, but uh, I haven't played three. Kingdom Hearts just, just doesn't appeal to me. It's the Disney stuff. I'm not, not interested, personally. I don't, I don't begrudge people that are into it. And I, I've, got, I've got you know a lot of good friends that are really into it, but it's just not for me, sadly. Man, that... They're coming for my gamer score. This is this is absurd. All right, you know what? Let's uh, let's get into some of the some of the interesting, spicy stuff. But I figured let's let's talk about the bad news first, really quickly. Okay, bad news. Let's talk about the, the bad news. The bad news. Talk about bad Xbox news? raising prices. Oh yes, Xbox raised prices. Yeah, Xbox decided to raise prices. Uh, Game Pass console up a dollar from nine ninety nine a month to ten ninety nine a month and then Game Pass Ultimate up from fourteen ninety nine to sixteen ninety nine. PC Game Pass didn't see an increase. And they raised the price of their consoles pretty much in virtually every market that PlayStation did, except in the US and some other ones. So Series X is five hundred bucks here, but in other places it's like Canada it's like seven ninety nine and in Europe it's mm. higher and all these sort of things, right? I think when I think when Sony raised their prices, I think me and you were basically like Microsoft's gonna do this eventually too, right? I'm yeah, sure I mean we, we knew we, we knew that it was only a matter of time before they would raise the price of I'm surprised Game Pass. it took this long to be honest. I mean, yeah, the Game Pass thing a dollar, whatever. But like look, 
at the end of the day, I made fun of PlayStation for raising the prices, especially during uh, a recession, just because they could, and it didn't really affect them at all, right? People bought the PlayStation 5 in droves. So here we have Microsoft, trillion-dollar company, doing the same. Granted, they held off longer. And I did see people say, why is there more outrage for this? Well, it's because Sony took all the outrage first. That's what happens usually when you when you do something bad and you're the first company to to announce something bad. They'll get all the blame. And then when another company does the mm-hmm. same thing, people are sort of over their anger and stuff, right? So that's why Microsoft didn't get a lot of the same... Uh, Fewer that uh, Xbox did because everybody got it out of their system with PlayStation and just assumed Xbox would follow suit eventually, which, I mean, Phil said they did. For Phil said they would. He said in that interview, like, end of last year, hey, we held on our prices of our games, subscriptions, and consoles, and, you know, we won't be we always be able to do that. And what they do, they raised prices on everything. Their games are 70 bucks now for the ones that really need it, although you can make the argument why the hell was Redfall 70 bucks. That game should have been thirty. It was definitely not a seventy dollars product. Uh, Starfield seventy, and then future big titles are probably seventy as well. And then, <laughs> look, it's funny because <laughs> Microsoft just puts on a showcase for the ages that a lot of people agree was their best showcase maybe ever, at least especially in the last five years. Definitely of this whole generation. And everybody's super excited about the future. Super pumped to finally play what looks like Game of the Generation Starfield. And all the games from 2024 like Hellblade and Avowed. And Fable looks great. And you have all these other games. And right, and now you're trying to acquire ABK. So like, man, future looking good. Looking better than it ever has. Right? And Microsoft, they couldn't let, they couldn't let that happiness... And that content feeling last is like, all right, guess what? You all enjoyed that showcase, right? You like the future of Xbox? Now pay up, bitches. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of was like what I got. It's like, yeah, okay, well, now you're paying for it. Oh, by the way, you guys were complaining that the Xbox Series X was out of stock? Well, guess what? It's back in stock. And you're paying for it now. <laughs> Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, there's that whole thing. I mean, and the, go ahead. There go is ahead. there is there is a kind of cynicism there that it's like, yeah, they wait until after the showcase to do this. And I think that's also part of why the the reactions have been a bit muted because it's like, well, you know, we're we're still kind of riding that high at the moment. And also, like you said, Sony took all the flack for it. And the fact that Sony did it kind of informed you that eventually Xbox would do it as well. You know, you're going to get like, there's also this kind of argument that if the PlayStation's more expensive on the store shelf and the Xbox is cheaper, does that create the brand awareness, the, the, the brand identity that Xbox is somehow worth less than PlayStation? You know, I'm not saying that's a good reason to raise the price, but I, that has to be a, an aspect to it to some degree, maybe. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of cynical that this happened after the showcase yeah. where, you know, they, they knew it would be well, le- less of a, a blow, I guess. Freebar says, the price changes over ABK. They may not be able to raise prices for years, possibly. I don't season my food either. I feel better for it. Oh boy, I use ketchup too. Look, 
I also sort of feel like because Microsoft said they wouldn't raise prices after the acquisition, and they were having the FTC hearing. So how do you hold true to that? Well, guess what? You can't rise claim <laughs> you raise the prices before the acquisition goes through. So you can't claim it. So nobody can claim that you raise prices because of the acquisition, because that's what some people, that's what some regulators were concerned about about raising prices mm-hmm. and stuff. It's like, well, you can't make those arguments if we raise the prices beforehand. So here's the. It's just it sucks because here you have the Xbox Series X. Three years in, stuff is supposed to get cheaper. Stuff is not supposed to get more expensive. And it's only getting more expensive. Hell, they just introduced a Series S that's more expensive than it currently is. So products are only getting more expensive. They're a trillion-dollar company that can clearly afford it, although they always lay off people, whatever. And it's like, yeah, I don't think it's a good... Especially when your stated goal is to reach 3 billion gamers, but you're erecting more barriers to actually reach those people. It's kind of like, look, I get it. You're going to say economics. You're going to say all that sort of stuff to justify... Macro whatever it i'm just not happy about it and yeah it was only a matter of time before they did it for game pass and a dollar isn't like be all end all but not everybody has the resources right not everybody has disposable income so only you can determine whether or not a dollar increase or two dollar increase is within your budget and if it's not and you want to unsubscribe then unsubscribe i always say if you're not really enjoying the content and you're not using it do what's best for you Right, because don't worry what's best for Microsoft, because they will always put their pocketbooks ahead of everybody, and it doesn't matter at the end of the day where you can go down to L.A. and you can rub shoulders with Phil and Sarah Bond and all the people at Xbox and their loving, caring people, and that's true. But Microsoft as a corporation couldn't give two shits about any of us. They couldn't care about Jez. They don't care about me. They don't care about anybody. All they care about is their shareholders and their profit margins, and all that stuff. Phil may care. Phil may deeply care, but the corporation doesn't. Keep that in mind. They're not your friends. They never will be your friends. The corporation, that is. So, it's like, I'm not going to sit here and cheer for corporation raising prices. And it's not even like Game Pass has gotten... It's not even like Game Pass is significantly better anyways. It's like, you look at it this year, and it's like, you justify a dollar? Eh, whatever. Um, so... That's kind yeah. of my thoughts on it. It's like they did it because it's kind of um, it's kind of interesting that P- PC Game Pass didn't get a price increase, right? Yeah, um, which says to me that they feel that console Game Pass is sort of maxed out, so now it's about extracting value. Whereas PC yeah. Game Pass still has a lot of room for growth, so they're going to keep the price the same. So that's and also PC Game Pass competes hard with Steam sales, which, by the way, there's currently a Steam sale going on, and it's you know, predictably absurd. And there's a, there's a GOG, good old games sale as well, which is also absurd. It's kind of like, well, you know, it's so easy to own games on PC that PC Game Pass almost feels redundant in some ways. Yeah, plus so the, I guess they, they have to compete with that. They plus, um, we do have uh, the family plan coming for Game Pass. So Yeah, where is that? Yeah, I, where um, is that? Where is that, Jeff? I, sh- I should offer an update. Well, it's not really an update, but um, on our Patreon, I asked people to give me questions about to put to Microsoft uh, as I was going to LA. <clears throat> and one of the things that the Patreons um, asked a lot was, where is the family plan? And um, I got hit with a no comment 
So Ooh, a good old no comment. What does that mean? Good old no comment. I don't know. I, I suppose that they're, they're still exploring it and still researching it and stuff. Maybe it's being held up by FTC hearings. I don't want to make a move on it or something like that. But and clearly they're looking into it because it's already available in, in like a couple of territories. But it seems like they're they're collecting data on how it could impact user behavior and stuff. But <clears throat> it's quite interesting though that um uh I think it was you that was linking this to me, Rand. That like a lot of people were expecting uh, Netflix's subscriber count to go down when they stopped um password sharing. Yeah. But it's actually gone up. Mm-hmm. You know, lo- lots of people who, you know, as part of the Netflix uh, password clampdown, um they have gone out and bought extra accounts and stuff like that. So maybe that's also something Microsoft's analyzing right now. Kind of like, well, we don't want to share. We don't want to give away too much sharing because that could hit our profitability, you know. And if, like, there's more people playing the games but not necessarily paying for it, that also lowers the profitability potentially. So, yeah, I suppose there's a lot of analysis going on and we'll just have to wait and see on that one. But, but yeah, yeah, it should still be on the way in some form. So... Yeah, it's shit, whatever. They raise the prices, you know. Now I'm kind of wondering if they do a mid-gen refresh, how expensive it's going to be. Because if you're still selling the Series X in 2023 at 550 bucks and hasn't seen a price... I mean, I don't think the Nintendo Switch saw a price drop the entire generation. And it's like... No. I mean, know, well, they got the, they got the Nintendo... Well, yeah, they, they the have Nintendo the... Switch Lite they made whatever. a d- whole different skew, like the Series S. <clears throat> but it just yeah. goes to show you, it's like... It's because it's it's one thing for PlayStation to do it because they're the market leader, right? It's another thing for what essentially Xbox has admitted as third place. And that's another thing from this whole trial. Did you see a lot of the companies, a lot of a lot of websites like Xbox admits they lost the console war? It's like, yeah, no shit. Where have you been? Have you not been paying attention for like I don't know since 2013? Like, of course they lost the console. Did you not pay attention when Phil Spencer literally said that uh, during his kind of funny interview where he mentioned you can't out-console Sony and Nintendo? Like, hello? This isn't, like, new news. (laughs) They've literally been in third place, what, like, three of their four generations? And the only reason why they won or technically tied one generation is because PlayStation got so arrogant they thought people would buy... $700, $600 systems for Blu-ray that was horrible for developers to make games on. And Microsoft lucked out um, at the time by, you know, making good deals and stuff. But hello? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, they lost the console war a long time ago. And them admitting it in court is some like, oh my God, did you see that? They said they lost. Yeah, no shit. Where have you been? Hello? Like, (laughs) yeah, they're third place. We've, We've known this for a long time. You know, like, surprise. Like, I don't understand why that was such a, a big thing, especially after what Phil said last month. Got a lot of clicks. I we mean, sure. That with that a lot headline. of clicks. Got a lot of clicks. A lot of clicks. You, you even see some of the that situation play out when you see articles like, what was the one that you shared with me? It was, um, it was, uh, Microsoft kills Indiana Jones for PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's it's presented as this awful thing because it 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 delves into outrage clicks. 
You got to get people outraged. Like PlayStation guys are going to click on that because how dare Microsoft kill Redfall? How dare Microsoft kill Indiana Jones and not bring it to our platform? But when Sony makes what we would call business deals to stop <laughs> games from going to other platforms, everybody's okay with that. And it's presented much differently than it is with Xbox buying Bethesda, right? It, like, wording matters in articles and those sort of things because it presents, you know, a narrative. It's just funny to see sometimes that even these big websites, they'll delve into the console war for those clicks because that's what pays the bills, right? I think th- this this is what irritates me about the FTC's position. They're, they're, coming, at this, they're coming at it with um, a mentality that's kind of like, almost like, we have to and we should protect PlayStation because that's the obvious choice. It's almost like there's no real logic behind the way they're doing it. It's almost like it's just like that. that's the, the default. The default is protect PlayStation. That's kind of what it feels like. And I don't know how they've arrived at this sort of conclusion that PlayStation's market leadership position needs to be protected at all costs i don't know where that comes from it's very very strange you know i I think like a regulator should be open to disruption because disruption is how potentially you get lower prices and affordability for consumers game pass is that disruption you know the fact that i can get starfield for 10 bucks you know if i subscribe then that, that is that is good disruption that's an example of innovation leading to benefits for consumers and I don't. I don't know why they're so enamored with the status quo. I just really don't get it. But it's part. It's you. But you see journalists doing this too. It's like, you know, if Xbox does it, it's bad. But if PlayStation does it, it's okay, because that's the you know, that's just the common sense. That's the common sense position to have. A PlayStation good, Xbox bad. You know, it's weird. It is weird and interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Apparently, uh, the judge in the case is uh, getting super fed up with the FTC's line of questioning. Just, uh, just, just sort of happened. She's, she shut, shut, uh, shut them down basically two times in a row or something. Because I, I guess wow. Phil's still on the stand, taking some questions. Oh, Phil, he's been yeah. there for quite a while, man. So, like, I, someone says. The FTC says, so this ABK deal would take you out of the third place in the market, right? And Phil says, that is not our goal. No, we want to expand into mobile. So the FTC says, so it's a write-off? Phil's like, huh? The FTC goes, your business is a write-off? Phil goes, I don't get what you're saying. And the FTC says, let's move on. Like, what? I mean, anyway, I mean like, you know, it's we're obviously live doing the show, and people are sending me stuff the whole time, but... Yo, so strange. Like it is, it is so odd that the FCC's sole mission seems to be protect Sony at all costs, doesn't it? Or am I just crazy? I don't know. It is, it is weird. It's almost like they're just, they're just working for Sony. Like there's, there's no, there's no examination of how the deal could be a good in any capacity. It is so strange. It is so weird. You know, and this is, this is why you know I'm not willing to be out here saying the deal's definitely going through because I, I feel like the system just doesn't work. I mean, this this whole this whole ordeal is just bizarre to me. It's just so bizarre. So, the FTC lawyer wanted Phil to also make a commitment under oath for making games available on the cloud. 
but the judge cut it off by saying she doesn't need that. That's hilarious. Because they're trying to push back and because they're basically are trying to push back and sort of say, well, you can't promise that Call of Duty would be here for ten years and all this sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, whatever. We'll have to delve more into that after the show because it's going on right now. But yikers, man! Yikers! Yikers! <laughs> Jeez. I Siler eighteen. How are the Ferrari payments these days? Also, did you hear Phil confirm Scalebound FTFTC? Yeah, I wish I had Ferrari payments and also Scalebound. <laughs> Always brought up every single podcast for whatever reasons. Thanero says, "What is the reasoning for the price increases? Is it the economy, chip shortages, supply and demand? Probably all those things. It's all the same excuses that Sony used to justify their price increases. Probably also seeing that it didn't affect Sony very much, so they can probably get away with it as well." And mm. it's just, yeah, well, we also need to do it before the acquisition because we can't do it after the acquisition because people are going to be on us. And if we ever want to acquire somebody again, uh, it would look bad if we immediately acquired ABK and then raised prices on anything. So we're going to do it beforehand so nobody can say that it was the acquisition yeah. that, that did it. Um, yeah. Aramix says, Rand, one season... Rand, I season almost no food as well unless I'm eating wings. If you ever need a Bland brother in arms to game with. I got you, fam. Hope Jez enjoys brother. shooting fish in Starfield. Yeah, where's all my, brand, <laughs> my where's where's all my bland brothers out there, huh? Oh God. Say say come say something in chat. Say you know hashtag bland. I'm a bland brother. Hashtag bland brother. There's no one gonna reply, dude. There's, there's no one. Gonna there's reply. there's dozens of us. <laughs> there's dozens of us. There's dozens of us. Yes, oh, you know, man. there's there's definitely Land out of us. Mm-hmm. Yes, so what do you want to talk about now? Shall we talk about all the juicy stuff that happened during the the showcase? Let's let's talk about Indiana Jones, shall we? New That's exclusive, so new exclusive for Xbox, which came out from Pete Hines' testimony during uh, yesterday that Bethesda's Indiana Jones game is now an Xbox console exclusive. Uh, basically came out, they asked him if when, before Bethesda was acquired by Microsoft, Disney had an agreement with Enemax to make an Indiana Jones games for multiple consoles. But after the acquisition, Disney brought up the issue of which consoles the Indiana Jones would be on. And Hines said, yeah. And that basically they later amended the Disney agreement and that Indiana Jones will be an Xbox PC exclusive and day one on Xbox game pass. Uh, to which Phil also, they talked a little bit about that on the um, thing today with Phil, where Phil mentioned that he kind of wanted a known IP to compete against Sony's Spider-Man. That it was almost kind of a tit-for-tat sort of thing, like Sony's got this huge, well-known character IP in Spider-Man, and he felt Xbox needed to compete in that way. So they have Indiana Jones. So what do you think about that, Jez? Well, first of all, I think it's um, it's kind of interesting because this is what I remember for the longest time. Because I used to, I used to put these surveys out. I used to put these surveys surveys out and ask Xbox fans what they wanted. And one of the things that always comes up is, "Where's Xbox's superhero game? Where's Xbox's answer to to Spider Man?" Essentially, and I suppose Wolverine they're also making right, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. So I think like. It's interesting that they're they're tapped into that. And, you know, I personally, it's hard for me 
because I don't give a crap about superheroes. And, and you know, I like Batman, but that's where it ends. Very, very hard stop after Batman, probably. Um, and even that, it's kind of like, I could take it or leave it. But do you think Indiana Jones re exists within that same category? Like, you is know, Indiana like, Jones as popular as Spider-Man? No, clearly not. Yeah, I mean, Indiana Jones is like... I mean, it's well-recognized, but it's kind, it's kind of like almost a cult thing for people around our age. Like, a little kid or, like, younger generations are going to be like, what the hell is Indiana Jones, you know? Unless the, unless the new movie's a big hit, which, you know, probably isn't going to happen after... You know, ju- judging by Indiana Jones Four, which we don't talk about, but um, the I just want to know if it's going to be a good game. At the end of the day, well, I'm kind of wondering: is it going to be third person or is it going to be first person? Because you know, machine games, as far as I know, is only my first person games until now. True. Um, so yeah, I mean, but I do, I do like, I do like, I will say that I do like the train of thought that they want to invest in recognized ip yes so even even if indiana jones is not the biggest franchise next to spider-man you know it, it shows that microsoft at least gets it and that maybe one day we could see you know for for a while there was this vague rumor that the coalition might be working on a star wars that they they themselves put that rumor to bed but there could be a world where you know other Disney franchises get explored for adaptations because Disney's Disney's sending out their their uh, their property left, right, and center to be adapted right now, and um, I think in the court hearing there is even like an implication that they were doing other stuff with Disney, you know whether whether that's DLC for Indiana Jones or, or something else I don't know, but I I don't know I thought it was quite interesting like the the implication that they're going to be doing more stuff yeah which is also think- a complete sort of 180 for Microsoft and Phil Spencer in general because they they didn't really see the value of licensing uh, before, and now maybe they look at it as more of a necessity. Uh, so it's like okay, yeah. Indiana Jones, because I would imagine when that deal was signed with Bethesda, and it was like, hey, it's on multiple platforms, and now they amend the agreement to only be Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. I would imagine like there's some significant uh monetary you know changes that Disney now right right cuz like if you're expecting it to be everywhere but now okay now you're not putting it on PlayStation that's a big chunk of an audience and now you're also putting it on Game Pass which could potentially take sales away so I wonder if there were like monetary assurances or does, did, did Disney get a bigger percentage of the cut? Because we don't know how Disney licenses out. Do they just be like, we get 20% of something? Is it like a flat fee? I, I don't mm. know if anybody's really talked about how their licensing structure works. Yeah, so yeah. I would imagine something's changed. Uh, but that's another feather in the... Ca- like. It's funny because I sort of in my video, I made fun of... You know, hey, the PlayStation fans have been talking about this secret so- showcase that would redeem them and PlayStation after their very disappointing one in May, right? Talking about like, oh, just wait, just you wait for the secret showcase later in the year where <laughs> we'll see factions and we'll get all these other new games. We'll get these bangers and, 
X, you know, PlayStation will retake its rightful place. But it seemed that Xbox had the secret showcase. <laughs> because who expected this sort of information uh, of Indiana Jones and it being announced that it's exclusive during a trial? You know? Which maybe yeah. takes some some wind out of the sails for when they actually do show it again. But it's also another thing to look forward to. Another thing that they, you know, how everybody looked at this showcase. You look at the Keeley poll, and it's like 53% A. People really seem to like it. And they didn't even show you Perfect Dark. They didn't even show you Indiana Jones. And now you know Indiana Jones is exclusive and also coming to Game Pass. And that's something that we have always talked about. Like, you may not like superhero games, but superhero games like Spider-Man 2 has a very wide, broad appeal. And it makes people interested in the platform who may not even ever notice the platform. I talked about how my sister with Hogwarts Legacy wanted to get a PlayStation 5 because of Hogwarts. She doesn't care about video games, but she cares about Harry Potter. And she My girlfriend was the same way. Yeah. Exactly the same. And I think some things you sort of need that. Right? You need that title that can go across all these demographics and get people from the mainstream to look at your console and be like, that is a game I want to play. What's this Xbox? Oh, what's Game Pass? And then you hook them, you hook them with that. And Indiana Jones, obviously not on the level of Spider-Man, because what is on the level of Spider-Man? Not much, right? Spider-Man's one of like the most cultural relevant uh, characters, not only in comic books, but in general, period. Very recognizable worldwide. And now you have Indiana Jones, and it's like, there definitely will get some attention whenever that is revealed. Yeah. Uh, whenever they do possibly sh- show it. And we've always made that play. I was like, you know what? They should sign a deal with... That's why I always push for the idea of them buying Warner Brothers and licensing out and making a Batman game and making a Justice League game and getting a Superman or a Wonder Woman because those that, that would broaden Xbox's appeal uh, to people that may not even care. So it's good to see that Xbox is sort of changing their minds on on licensing stuff, and it's and it's. I think it's, it's, uh, it's the the whole sort of like locking down third party exclusives as well. I know they're developing it, so it's a little bit different, but it does seem like they're they're trying to be more competitive on that level as well. You know, I think it's it's kind of funny because like there was, there was almost a defeatist tone from Phil when he was on kind of funny. I think a little bit, maybe. Okay. But they, the the moves they've been making is very much not defeatist. You know, I kind of feel like they're, they're being a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more, their actions have got more teeth in them than the Xbox we've known up until the ABK deal. You know, I suppose buying Bethesda was pretty competitive, but it's really taken a long ass time for that to come to fruition and, even now, we're seeing things like Redfall come out, which you know uh, were in development before, and they're just sort of finishing them off and pivoting to being actually integrated and you know going back to making what they should be making rather than you know random games that were probably a result of panicking over not having a service layer to their business. But um, Starfield really does look like you know 
that acquisition was a great thing. And then we got things like Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. And now Indiana Jones focusing on one platform. That's probably going to be, I imagine, pretty damn good, hopefully. Um, and then they're probably working on Wolfenstein as well. And then you got these games and there's just so much stuff coming. And the fact that they're talking about, like, we want to compete with PlayStation on the Spider-Man front as well, that's encouraging as well. Because obviously Disney is very, very eager to license its properties right now. Yeah. And they've got a lot of properties they could license. And Microsoft has a lot of studios that could potentially work on some of that stuff. And I think that's really, really Well, compelling. we also, I mean, when you talk about, you know, Bethesda, <laughs> here's the situation... I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my swear. I already used my F word, but I'm gonna use it again. Screw it. To get demonetized, to get demonetized. So oh, go on then. Bethesda acquisition was a situation of PlayStation fucking around and then finding out. <laughs> and what I mean by that was oh, I mean it no, came no, out in no. the deal that we we talked about this before. PlayStation wanted to basically stifle Xbox. And they went out and they got Deathloop. And they went out and got Ghostwire Tokyo. But that's not all they wanted. They were in talks to get Starfield. And Phil said today that when he heard that that was a possibility, which I would imagine people... Because I I saw Benji say, oh, I wonder who told him. Like, come on. Who do you think told him? Probably goddamn Todd Howard. (laughs) Like, it's not like... It's not Phil Spencer heard a rumor from Imran Khan or something, which he was the one that reported it. Uh, back then about, hey, they are trying to make Starfield an exclusive. Trust me, Phil probably knew already before Imran Khan because he has friends at Bethesda. I bet you Todd phoned up Phil and was like, you better do something because we're about to sign Starfield with PlayStation because it goes to show you just how much of a, a, a bad situation Bethesda was in that they were selling their games to PlayStation, right? It's like, yeah, we'll take the money for Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, and we'll take all this money for Starfield. They were in a bad spot. So Phil's like, on on the stand today, said we needed to change that. And how did they change it? They eventually acquired them because they couldn't have a scenario where Starfield doesn't come to the system, especially with their long history with Bethesda. So, like I said, it's a case of PlayStation screwing around and then eventually finding out very similar situation with uh, Activision Blizzard, which <laughs> did you see the thing where yeah. the, the lawyer screwed up and said Activision came to them and wanted them to bid on the marketing deal and Xbox passed, but then it came back to them and said, if you don't give us a better revenue share, we are not going to make games for your new console. They basically leveraged the power of Call of Duty to say, hey, if you don't agree to this, we're not putting anything on your syst- on your console. And it's a, it's a revenue share that PlayStation agreed to because they got all these perks, all this exclusive content within Call of Duty, right? But Xbox has to agree to it because of Sony's pure dominance and getting all the stuff that they got from it simply to just even have the game anymore. Did, did you, you saw that stuff when Cerebon talked about it, right? Yep, and I suppose that's really an example of why getting Call of Duty away from bad faith Kotick is ideal, really. Because, like, that is 
That I mean, they ultimately they're a business at the same time. But that is a dick move. That mm-hmm. is a dick move. Well, I, you know what? If you're an Activision side, it's not really a dick move. It's we're going to get what we're worth. There's not many publishers that could negotiate like that and be like, we want eighty twenty instead of seventy yeah. thirty. But Activision could. But it, I mean, there's a there's a there's a world out there where. Call of Duty is not an Xbox anymore and is a PlayStation exclusive. And it certainly seemed like Activision would have been happy with that or else they wouldn't have played hardball to get that extra 10%. But it even goes to show you about like uh, Phil's other comments today, which I thought were very, I mean, they're interesting, but it's sort of something we knew already because he's kind of mentioned this previously where um, like here's, here's this comment about Starfield, by the way. When we heard that Starfield was potentially also going to end up skipping Xbox, we can't be in a position as a third-place console where we fall further behind on our content ownership, so we've had to secure content and remain viable in the business. The acquisitions that Xbox is making of Bethesda and Activision Blizzard is to the is to secure themselves after is to secure themselves from the kind of things that Sony does behind the scenes behind the scenes with the money that they make from Microsoft and everybody else's games. Like it's strictly a survival play. Now, some people was like, it's bullshit trillion dollar company. But the way it's presented is how Sony's making everything harder for Xbox is that they had to buy Bethesda and Activision blizzard because Sony's out here doing things behind the scenes. It's more of a, a survival move, right? Jazz. Yeah. And uh, I mean the 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 very fact that they they're in this position, kind of, you know, in a scary way, kind of reveals the the dire situation that Xbox Xbox's future viability hinges on securing this content. And one of the things you know someone in the industry has told me is that like the the cost of acquisition for content is becoming absolutely absurd because there are all these different forces competing to get content on their platforms like back in the day it was like you know you wouldn't have to pay to acquire content you know developers would just be like yeah we'll, we'll put the content there and stuff and now like all these exclusivity deals flying around left right and center publishers can sort of you know go to the highest bidder at the end of the day and microsoft and sony increasingly sort of compete on in that world of acquiring content to the detriment of the other platforms or whatever. I mean, it's kind of annoying. And I think Matt Booty said in his, in his uh, time with the, with the court case, I think they asked him something like, um, they asked him something like, you know, what do you think of exclusives? I can't remember exactly what they asked him, but he basically said, like a in moat response, around like, like a moat, right? Like it's a moat around the castle. Yeah. Or something like that. But he said like in a perfect world, nothing would be exclusive. And I think that's kind of like, you know, the the position that the lamentable position that xbox sees this in but the thing is i mean that benefits microsoft if nothing's exclusive being in third place but i don't know it's 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 a mess it's a messy messy court case yeah but um, you love it you love it phil here's phil's other quote every time we ship a game on playstation sony captures 30 percent of the revenue that we do on their platform, and then they use that money among other revenue that they have to do things to try to reduce Xbox survival on the market. And people are wondering why Xbox went out to acquire content and acquired Bethesda 
and want to acquire Activision Blizzard. It's to secure mm. themselves and prevent Sony from doing exactly what, you know, essentially Activision was going to do. Um, it's like, if a game like Starfield was exclusive to PlayStation, oh, bro, like, how bad would that have been for Xbox? Like Phil said, as a as a third-place console, you know, it's mm. it would not have been a good look um, at all whatsoever. So, I mean, apparently right now, uh, going on in the, in the case is, uh, <laughs> uh, Stadia's there. Uh, <laughs> and I wonder if they're going to, they're going to talk about cloud gaming and just how hard it is. Oops. Yeah. Cloud gaming's hard. Like, it, you know, and you've even mentioned, you don't think cloud gaming will ever, will ever, uh, you know, I don't, I, really no, catch on, I don't at least not for a long time. I don't know. The economics just aren't viable. They've literally it spent costs, this it costs whole... a stupid amount of money to 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 run cloud gaming stuff, and then you're never going to get the scale you need because Google, uh, you're never going to get the income you you need because Google and Apple blocks how much money you can make, and then you have to get you have to pay your your developers a fee as well. So the margins must be pretty much non-existent. I I would be amazed if they're actually making any money on that at well, all. Well, like Sarah that. Bond said that the majority if not all the use of xCloud is for people trying games before they download them. Yeah. Right? Um, somebody said, like, the judge just basically cut off the Google guy or something. I don't know. Well, I don't know why they're listening to Google. They're not in the market. They're not relevant. They they exited their own accord. It's not like Microsoft foreclosed Google. Google didn't even try so I don't know why they're bothering to listen to because the FTC didn't bother to do any sort of research. Yeah, we're we'll talk about all this stuff and we'll get Google in here and that'll be good enough. I don't know. You hear? You know what I think? Here's what I think sort of happened. I think the C. I think the FTC thought that the CMA was going to block it and Microsoft would give up. I, I think they thought that they were going to wait out this whole thing and that Xbox would be forced and Microsoft would be forced to abandon the deal and they would never have to do this. I don't think they ever thought that Microsoft would be in a position one to maybe even ignore uh, the CMA ruling and potentially close it to the point where like, Oh, we have to go in front of a judge and try to plead our case and get an injunction because they're clearly not prepared and if this is something that you've been planning on for 18 months, you, you you know, like, don't forget also, Jazz, this is wasting taxpayer money. I'm literally, I've literally paid for this with my taxes or I will pay oh, for it with my taxes, God. right? So it's like, this is costing you know us money, right? So it, it sort of seems to me that like, maybe the FTC got caught with their pants down and they didn't think Xbox would like, we continuing along with this. And they're just forced to argue for it when they when they never really want. And everybody who's ever talked about it says they don't really have a case, right? And and there's talk about how the CMA and, and FTC might have ha- might have colluded, right? How they F- like they, what, they, they had like twenty six different sort of meetings or whatever, right? So there's a possibility that they thought, oh, the CMA is going to block it on cloud of all things, and that Microsoft will just give up. And then boom, you know, we like, win. And that's not that's not what's happening, yeah. essentially. 
There's like there's been practically no mention of cloud in this court case so far. Until right now. Yeah, it's all been about console harm to PlayStation. Yeah, which which supposedly isn't a thing. So it is the whole thing is Sony. That's the whole thing hinges on the FTC wanting to do Sony's bidding. And because that is sort of a bad faith position to begin with, their arguments just fall to bits, like like wet paper. But again, what I say, do you think the system works? Because I, I don't know. It, it does seem that the judge is really, really fed up with the FTC, though. So, I mean, I don't know yeah, if you view I mean, that as a good or like a bad the CMA thing. Was, it seemed like the CMA was fed up with Sony. And then, then what happened? They blocked it for pretty much no reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. think the system works. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But we got to talk about, uh, I mean, there's a whole bunch of other, other things. But I want to talk about my guy. The one and only, Jim. Well, hold on. I gotta, I gotta get his correct vernacular here. <laughs> Lying, crying, flying, Jim, dance moves, saving Private Ryan. Because not only did he have a little taped video today that we didn't get to see, and you know what? This is a, this is a dude. This is a guy who was jetting. All across the world to go to every single regulator to campaign to get the deal blocked, which I don't begrudge him. That's his job. He's the PlayStation CEO. He's looking out for number one, baby. So, like, yeah, Jim, do what you have to do, but don't get caught. Don't get caught uh, spreading <laughs> lies. And that's essentially uh, what happened. So Jim Ryan's out here flying all around, going to Brussels, going to the UK, being like, uh-uh. We need to save gaming. This deal can't happen. We need to save gamers. We need to save developers and the industry. Um, You need to block this, right? And all the regulators threw out the console harm, by the way. Even the CMA, which wanted the deal blocked so badly, even had to throw out the idea of harm against PlayStation. Even admitting that even if Microsoft made (laughs) Call of Duty exclusive to Xbox, it wouldn't really cause any harm to PlayStation. They, they threw it out. They, they, they basically hung their horse on the whole cloud angle, right? But mm-hmm. all the regulators in the world basically had no issue with that. It's Even the European Commission didn't, and they were like, we have some concerns about cloud, which, which Microsoft, um, you know, uh, they basically had to do those deals to get the European Commission to be like, all right, we're good with it. So this dude's been out flying around talking about, hey, well, our bi- he literally said our business will never recover. <laughs> like our the PlayStation business as it is right now, the second biggest business in gaming after Tencent, never ever recover, right? Um, couldn't even make the trip down to the FTC to to testify. You know, obviously he oh. he he clearly feels a certain way about it, but. <laughs> Certain emails were discovered. Emails? Uh, emails, yes, emails. Where uh, Jim Ryan was email- emailing with a former CEO of Sony about the deal, like two days after the deal was announced. And this is what Jim had to say. It's not an exclusivity play at all. Even Jim knew all the way back then. Jim knew. Yeah, it's not about exclusives, Right? He goes on to say, they're thinking bigger than that, and they have the cash to make moves like this. I've spent a fair amount of time with both Phil and Bobby over the past day, and I'm pretty sure we will continue to see Call of Duty on PlayStation 
for many years to come. We have some good stuff cooking. I'm not complacent, and I'd rather this hadn't happened, but we'll be okay. We'll be more than okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, are you telling me, Ryan? Jimbo, Jimbo, Jimbo. (laughs) The opposite of what he said. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, so... Jim knew it wasn't about exclusives because he knew it wouldn't be economic, economically feasible for Microsoft to pull the game from PlayStation. And even Phil said today that they wouldn't do it because gamer outrage would be so big that it would harm the Xbox brand and it's not economically feasible. Jim knew, of course he knew, right? And of course he's like, yeah, we'll be... But this flies in the face of him telling regulators and everything, oh, we'll never recover our business. We're, we'll be bankrupt. We won't be able to invest in first. We need Call of Duty. We, Bro, seriously. Like, I don't even know what else to say. You know, we've been using the the lying, crying Jim Ryan thing for, you know, it's just like a term of endearment. You know what I mean? That's how we just, hey, you know, Jim Ryan's special. That's how we talk about our guy. Right? It's It's a term of endearment. Right? Because I love it when he talks. Because when he talks, good things come out. Good things for us to talk about. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised whatsoever that behind the scenes, the dude's like, they ain't making an exclusive. And PlayStation's going to be stronger than ever. And then Xbox has bigger designs on all this stuff than just exclusivity. Because we all think, as console gamers, we, we sort of always think black and white. Exclusive, not exclusive. What matters, what doesn't matter. Right? But... Like, when you look at Call of Duty and Activision, while Activision Blizzard may not provide the most exclusive content for Xbox in the future, what it will provide is that cushion that Jez talked about. What it will provide is that insane revenue, right? What it will provide is reaching more people. What it will provide is finally having, you know, a mobile presence and maybe trying to compete against... The duopoly, you know, Google and Apple. What it will provide is a yeah. bigger presence on PC with with Blizzard, which they want to grow. What it will provide is a must-have game that everybody wants and pays for that will get people to look at Game Pass uh, and, and get people to subscribe more. What it will provide is a healthier, more vibrant, future-proof Xbox, Right? And it, it does that by not necessarily providing more exclusives like Starfield, but providing billions and billions and billions and billions of revenue and known IP and basically progressing all of Xbox's strategies, like supercharging them. These are all things that they wanted to do, but Activision Blizzard gets there even faster than you know they would be oh. if they had to do it the other way, right? Yes, I mean it's it's all about accelerating the brand and stuff like that. And you know, Microsoft's kind of hinted that if they weren't able to get ABK, they go after other companies. You know, there there are a lot of companies out there that do have a sort of the DNA of what Microsoft's looking for with this deal. Like honestly, Square Enix. You know, Square Enix is got a strong presence in mobile. They've got they've got a lot of IP that Microsoft would probably love to foreclose on PlayStation. You know. Um, but, uh, you know, I, it, it's just, I'm just, I'm just so over it, man. I'm over it, man. Uh, a lot of people in chat are saying that the, the Google Stadia 
the Google Stadia witness got cooked alive mm. by Microsoft's lawyer. Of course. Um, uh, Google said the, cla- the Google Google's own employ- Google's own witness said there's no cloud gaming market, which kind of destroys the FTC's arguments. <laughs> so maybe maybe Google's on Microsoft's side here. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- there is just there's just no real basis in reality for this. I suppose, like, the interesting thing to talk about, Rand, is, like, the, the decision's going to be on Thursday. Um, mm-hmm. If uh, if the judge doesn't grant the FTC's wishes... What do I think Microsoft happens? Can, what do we think well, happens? Well, Microsoft can close yes. the deal, I think. But the issue there is, like, what do they do with the UK? Doesn't matter. Because, well, well, that's just it. It's like, if you, if you close around the UK, to, a couple of things can happen. They have to pay a big-ass fine. Fine. And in 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 the past, companies have just done that. They have just paid the fine to 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 avoid further litigation or, or wrangling or whatever. I think like it'd be a hell. Of, it'd be billions for Microsoft. It'd be billions. It'd be a huge, huge fine. They can afford it. I don't think they'd want to pay it, but they can afford to do so. Um, and they might just write it down as you know part of the the process of whatever. Um, but the other option is, you know, go nuclear, which is split Activision off into a separate entity in the UK. Yeah, I don't think that's going to um, Yeah, and that's, again, that that's going to cost a lot of money to, to make here's that what, happen too. Here's what I think is going to happen, okay? If I'm putting my crystal ball on, I think the judge won't grant, will not grant the injunction, right? And mm. I think... Microsoft will come to some sort of agreement with the FTC so the FTC can sort of save face, right? And they will take that and they will present it to the CMA and they'll say, we're going to close this deal. You can save face. Let's come to agreement. Let's stop all this stuff. We'll, we'll, we'll do whatever. And whether the CMA sort of comes up with some solution or not, I don't know. But it's clear to me that Microsoft wants this deal closed before July 18th. And if the they FTC... said They said that if they don't close the deal by July 18th, then they won't do it. I think they said that. Well, the there was some kind of talk uh, that basically they would appeal it. I saw like uh, some article saying that sources close to it, you know, Microsoft would appeal it or something. So I think if they don't get the injunction, they'll, they'll maybe try to work something with the FTC... Uh, maybe to help them save face. So like, oh, we got this sort of concession or something. But they're going to close the deal. And it's just a matter of being like going to the CMA and be like, can we work something out? If not, it doesn't matter. We're closing this. And we feel pretty good that the cat may even rule in our favor eventually down the road because even that might take like nine months or whatever. But if this... Mm. I, I Look, I'm not a lawyer. I follow Foss Patents. I read what Hoglaw has to say all the time, right? But I get the sense, and this is this is what I thought would happen before, Jez, remember? Was I felt if they had gotten the CMA thing that they would close around the FTC, you remember? And they would force yeah. the FTC's bluff, or they would call the FTC's bluff to get them yeah. to go to federal court. And, and that's exactly what happened. Like, for whatever reason, the FTC's like, we need this hearing now because we think they're going to close it. And the FTC literally just got cooked, Right. They're, they're, all their arguments has basically got blown up. So I think the judge is not going to grant the injunction. 
and Microsoft will close the deal before July 18th. I don't know when they'll close it, but I think they'll probably, because I think Microsoft also wants to like, I don't know, like maybe make the FTC or the CMA look better. So they'll, they'll try to get a deal with those guys. But yeah, I think it'll be closed. If they, if they don't get the injunction, I think this deal's good as closed. I don't know what happens in the future with the CMA or whatever, but this is sort of what I thought would happen way before where I was like, the CMA might approve it and then they'll close it around the FTC, forcing the FTC to go to court. Well, they win because everybody was like, they don't have a court case. And it was clear from anybody watching this farce that the FTC uh, clearly wasn't prepared and didn't understand the industry whatsoever. So, you know, I hate this. You know, I'm going to say, you know, don't count your kids you know, your chickens before they hatch and who knows what can happen. But I just get the sense that you're unseasoned chickens. Yeah. You're unseasoned chickens. I can just get the sense. That's what's going to happen. It's just, she's not going to, she's not going to grant them the injunction and then they'll close. And then Xbox will have 33 studios and you know, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Closing arguments are on Thursday and parties have to file the, have to file final proposed findings of fact and conditions of law on Friday june 30th so maybe after the holiday maybe after the july 4th weekend maybe we finally get something it'll be very interesting to see what com- we, we don't got long to wait essentially right if they file the injunction it's over when's the when's the last day uh closing arguments are on thursday uh, that's what uh free bear says so but when 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 what's microsoft's deadline the july 18th july yes oh shit i'm flying to germany that day i think bro you might have to fly back because maybe Microsoft will have a big, huge press conference announcing ABK. You know what I mean? They should do it in Germany. <laughs> they should do it in Germany, huh? Man, think about yeah. it. The European Commission really saved them. <laughs> right? Yeah, the European Commission really saved them. But I, I still don't think there's... I think there's every chance the, that they'll they'll get the injunction and that'll be it. You know, because, like I said, I don't think the system works. And well, you can think gonna, that. Gonna uh, gonna owe me fifty fifty dollar ruse, man. No, no, because you, you're gonna have to and give I want, him the I money. I want the money in Australian. I want the money in Australian dollar ruse as well, please. Um, I Silar says, serious answer, business one hundred and one. You don't support a failing ten year gaming department. Of course, Xbox is being attacked. The quality is awful. Um, okay, I don't. Is that a question to me? I don't. I don't understand. You don't support a failing 10-year gaming department. Of course, Xbox is being attacked. The quality is awful. JD Gamer, just lay a person, just a lay person, but based on what I saw yesterday and today from the ABK case, the judge is likely to rule against the FTC and hand them their butts in that ruling because how do you protect the market leader and not the customers? That's what people have been saying for a while. Nate Miller, every member of hashtag bland brother is banished. No, you can't banish my bland brothers. <laughs> There's dozens of us. Uh, Dave Ramos, could Disney be to Xbox as Marvel is to Sony? Well, I mean, Disney is to Sony, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, they have a good relationship. We've seen what they've done with Rare. And, and you know, there were some reports that maybe Bethesda has more deals with Disney in the works. We don't know. I mean, yeah. we don't know what what a Zenimax online game, what the, what it is or what uh, Ron House games that's a, is. So That's supposed to be a new IP, but... Yeah, maybe but, it's just like a new IP within the Star Wars universe. Could or something. be. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, Simon Brandy says just finished the FTC case. Google guy got roasted. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Corey, Damn. what will prov- what it will provide a security from other third parties from trying to demand bullshit because of Sony pressure? Indeed, 
Geo says, Sony using the FTC to make Phil promise on the stand to bring games to the PS5 is disgusting. It doesn't go lower than this. Yeah, apparently that was the thing, Jez. When they got the cross-examine him, they tried to get him to, like, swear under oath about bringing more games to PlayStation and stuff. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It it's, really, it's, they're doing Sony's work for them. It's so weird. It's it's, it's so strange. Yeah, I mean, so this they, is, they work for Sony. They're not even hired. Lena Khan. Really this is Lena Khan's, uh, and it's really just because Microsoft is big tech. That's it. And big not to say tech. like like Sony's not big tech. They're a billion dollar company. But it's like, why are you protecting Sony so badly? I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. There's no there's no thought to the consumers because like, that's the thing that really bugs me about this. There's probably their job is. Cons- to the cons- their duty is to consumers, not Sony. And somehow Sony spun it that they are the the ones who choose what's good for consumers. That's how they've managed to do this. I don't know how they've managed to do it, but they're amazing. To them. But I don't know. Yeah, crazy shit. Uh, me puppet. I'm kind of tired hearing about the Activision Xbox deal. Well, you ain't the only one. Just let it go through. The FTC is incompetent, and Sony is trying to corner the market, and Microsoft has major ineptitude when it comes to console innovation. Hey, I mean, one of the things Microsoft has been saying from the the get-go is like, let us have Activision Blizzard because we suck, (laughs) right? (laughs) We, I mean, come on, we make fun of Sony for being like, we need Call of Duty and our business won't recover and please and all this sort of stuff because it's ridiculous. And then on the opposite end, there's Microsoft being like, we don't know how to make good games. (laughs) Like, we need them to compete please it's like look i know everybody always tries to position themselves in the most favorable light or whatever but that's just as bad i mean come on like at, you know during the 360 area you were killing it and then you pivoted wrong and you thought you know first party content wasn't where it's at and you could survive off of third party content and you bet wrong and you got your ass handed to you and you've been you know considering Xbox wasn't important to Microsoft as PlayStation is important to Sony. Yeah, like budget was reduced and all these sort of things. And Sony just basically was laughing all the way to the bank because they didn't really have any competition because you screwed Mm -hmm. up so badly. You know, I mean, you put yourself in this own position. And, you know, I'm sure there are reasonable arguments to make against the acquisition. It's that the FTC ain't making them, you know? And the CMA ain't making them either. Like, yeah, maybe there is a cloud concern, but judging from how the actual market is, probably not. But I don't really think I've, I've heard... The only realist... I don't even say realistic. But when people talk about why the deal shouldn't go through, it's mostly because... It's a principle issue. It's a deal this size should never happen. Right, it's it's mostly that. Like this shouldn't happen because of how big, how the number attached to it and the companies. Right, it's not like oh, this will cause PlayStation harm or all these sort of things, or it would make or it's Xbox. Call it what it is, Rand. It's ideological. The only arguments against this deal are ideological ones. Exactly, ideological. So it's it's like you know the the extrapolation there is capitalism's bad. You know. Well, okay. Well, if capitalism is bad, then you know what your your argument is: the whole system is bad. Which, to be fair, is not a terrible argument to make. But the problem is, it's like you should be making that about big oil, or big pharmaceuticals, or big health insurance, or one of these one of these markets that actually does destroy people's lives. This is fucking video games, man. 
it's really not that big of a deal. And, you know, it's almost like the FTC is trying to flex its muscles on something that isn't as much of a big deal because they're absolutely powerless and pathetic to do anything about any of the real problems that exist within our markets. Anything that needs some kind of real regulation, like pharmaceuticals or fossil fuels or anything like this, they're absolutely, completely and utterly incompetent and totally powerless, toothless to do anything about this. So what do they go after? They go after video games. They go after fucking toys. That's what they go after. And it's just it's just hilarious. It's sort of like it's all a big projection about how inadequate they are. Because if they lose on this, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter at the end of the day which plastic box you get to play Call of Duty on. Who cares? Really, who cares? You know, even if like Microsoft, if Sony owned Call of Duty and they put the price up to eighty dollars, who cares? No one's gonna die. It's not like it, you know, it's not like um all the other stuff that they should be regulating and they should be trying to create, generate competition in. They go after, they go after this, you know, but it's whatever. Bro. It's, it's just, that's people, why it's com- it comes back again to the system doesn't work. People are saying that Stadia like basically destroyed, like they said witness brought in by the FTC has overturned the main argument of the regulator. He declared that Stadia and cloud services compete with consoles and PC and says they are one market. <laughs> Just basically destroyed what the F- FTC was trying to do, you know, positioning it as like a separate market. He's saying it's the same market. And was that supposed to be one of FTC's own witnesses? <laughs> uh, oh my God. I don't really, I really don't think this, I really don't think this could, could, how do I say it right? This couldn't have gone any better for Microsoft and Xbox, honestly. Yeah, and they'll still lose. I don't know about that. I, I, I think they'll. I think they're <laughs> gonna get it. Don't worry. Don't believe Jez on this one. Because uh, I see this uh, Tom Warren article. He says apparently there was an audible oof in the courtroom after Judge Corley cut off the FTC's questions. "Quote: I don't need that. I'm going to cut off your questioning." Says Judge Corley cut off the FTC's Phil Spencer questioning. It feels like Judge Corley grew tired of the FTC's questioning of Phil Spencer earlier. Judge Corley cut in when the FTC was asking if Spencer could legally bind Microsoft into keeping Diablo on PlayStation. Why are they trying to protect PlayStation so badly? Like, what are they... So they wanted to legally bind Microsoft into keeping Diablo on PlayStation. A Microsoft lawyer objected, and Judge Corley said, quote, your point has been made, move along. Then... Later, Judge Corley directly cut off the FTC's questioning of Spencer after the regulator's lawyer asked if Spencer could make a Call of Duty commitment for bringing the game to PlayStation's cloud service. Quote, I don't need that. I'm going to cut off your questioning, said Judge Corley. There was an audible oof from a few members of the audience watching on. MLEX reporter Michael Acton, who is in the courtroom, says, Yowza. That does not sound good for them, Jez. Yeah, but again, does the system work? Oh my does God. the system work? Is the FTC not going to go go and meet that judge after hours? Slip mm. her a bit of cash? Yeah. So, uh, does the system work? The witness, the witness testimony is set to resume on Tuesday. Activision executives, including Bobby Kotick, Satya Nadella, and Nintendo's Steve Zinger. Uh, closing arguments will be on Thursday. So That is absolutely wild. The Satya. I know, right? Right? 
And Jim Ryan couldn't even bother to show Jim up. Ryan couldn't and even bother. Satya Nadella. The fact, like, the, the whole idea that Xbox isn't supported by Microsoft is... That's completely gone out the window now. But, but this is exactly it. It's like, bro, if, if this is... If, if your entire business hinges on Call of Duty, shouldn't you be at this court case in person? Mm. Shouldn't you be giving public yeah, testimony care, instead of hiding it behind closed doors? Jim don't well, care. Well, that's exactly it. It's because he knows that it doesn't impact their business. You know? And it's it's all in bad faith. I don't know. Uh, Enigmatic Dream says, Capitalism isn't perfect, but it's the best system we've got because what they are doing now isn't capitalism. It's socialism government saying who wins and loses. <laughs> let's not get into this yeah this is a gaming uh, podcast not not sort of yeah not sort of i, I mean I, i'm i'm not i'm i'm not someone who's like oh god <laughs> capitalism's evil you know the cap- capitalism demonstrably works if it's if it's like if it's stewarded properly in good faith and there's competition capitalism works you know but the problem is there's so many people who try and cheat the system and there's not enough competition in certain markets, and there's not enough regulation to to, cre- to curate that competition. You know, you can look at things like, um, you know, the 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 whole ISP situation in America. America has terrible internet because there's no competition amongst the ISPs, and that is a failing of the FTC to regulate that. The FTC failed to regulate that market, and now you've got like the worst internet in the developed world. You know, meanwhile, in like in Britain. I'm paying next to nothing for a gigabyte down because the competition is really fierce in in the ISP in the ISP world, and Britain doesn't even have the best internet in Europe. You know, you look at like countries like you know Sweden and stuff, and it's the competition there is even fiercer. You know, so it works when things are going well and doing things are being done properly. But this is just exactly it. You don't want a world where the 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 gaming landscape is dominated by one company you don't want a world where sony is the only high-end video game manufacturer or microsoft for that matter you know which is why it blows my mind that the ftc is kind of like well we prefer a world where sony's the only the only competitor in this space because at the end of the day much like google microsoft could just walk away there is nothing stopping Microsoft from walking away from the console business whatsoever. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even it wouldn't even be a blip on their share price. If Microsoft shut down Xbox tomorrow, it probably their share price would probably go up. It wouldn't affect their share price at all. All that all those all that you know, all those GPUs that are being used for XCloud right now, they will they will pivot them straight into AI. All the hardware and all the developers and all the engineers that work on Xbox, they will go and work on AI, which is going to be a way bigger deal and which is like, you know, going to be the bet for the future for investors. So uh, FTC's arguments of like, we need to protect Sony, they are doing the opposite of of capitalism by not allowing competition to flourish. I think Satya Nadella himself said, you want competition? Let us have it. Let us have competition. The FTC said no, so yeah, I guess they are operating on a socialistic basis, but yeah. <sighs> it is what it is. Uh, Eternal Shaddai says Sony told Jim Ryan, "quote If you go to court, you will you will be cross-examined." Jim Ryan reply, "I don't like being examined. Send them a video instead." Latex Club slaps anything that is examination. He runs. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. geez, I don't even like. What else do we even? 
Did we talk about everything we wanted to talk about? Is there any? Is there anything else? Chad, is there anything else regarding all Pretty this much. stuff that have we have we have we touched on everything important? Because there's, I'm sure there's a lot of minutia stuff. And you know, maybe I'll make a video about some of these things tomorrow. Uh, I, I you think know. we did get everything. We talked about I thought, I thought the we, consoles we, coming early. We talked about all the scrolls. We thought we talked about we everything. Everything, right. everything, everything important. I'm sure maybe maybe there's some there's a lot of stuff here, and not everything's like super important, but. I feel like we've hit on everything uh, that's been going on. Let's if I, if I haven't, um, then I apologize. Let us know in chat. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure you hit the like button and please subscribe. Um, so what do you think? Should we should we move on to Patreon questions, Jez? Yeah, let's Patreon it up, bro. I mean, yeah, there's some of the Starfield stuff. Uh, we, we, we mentioned like Paris and their interview. Um the thing that stood out to me was that you know ten percent of the planets have life, which you know that's that's a hundred planets. It's a lot of planets, right? No land vehicles, um, but the jetpack kind of serves as a way to get around and stuff. I thought it was a really good. <laughs> Tom says you can touch on my important thing, Rand. Pause, Bruh. Only if you use Manscaped. Yeah, Manscaped. Code, code XP two. Links in the description. All that good stuff. Uh, Dean Gamer says, it's 6.50 a.m. in Western Australia. Thank you for making my workday bearable. You're both absolutely legends. Also, just wanted to say I'm playing Final Fantasy 16 and loving it. It sucks it's not an Xbox. Yeah, it does suck that mm. it's not an Xbox. Uh, maybe someday. Sure. Maybe, maybe someday. Maybe Final Fantasy IX Remake will be on Xbox. Mm. Uh, we did oh, the, one, we, thing that, one thing that is coming to Xbox which um, wasn't previously announced is the Metal Gear Solid uh, Classic Collection yeah yeah there's a, a good possibility that Metal Gear Solid 4 will actually be on something that it's not a PS3 possibly yeah that'd be interesting that, which would be uh, there was the thing that came out Ryan Payton did say that they actually got it running on an Xbox 360 yes there, there was no exclusivity contract between Sony and Konami it was just about the physical discs and that Konami decided not to do it. Um, so yeah, the y- printing, disc printing ain't cheap. Yeah, so know, I mean... Well, you see in a lot of a lot I don't know, of AAA but games it's just skipping like, discs these days. I sort of look at it though and I'm like, Metal Gear Solid 1, it'd be nice to own, but I'm not sure I'd want to replay Metal Gear 1 or 2 really. I mean... Oh two, man, I will. I 2 will, and 3 already exist in the HD those. collection and I think those will probably actually run better and play better than this one because this sort of doesn't... This... this this one sort of seems like they're not touched up. But if like Volume 2 comes with Metal Gear Solid 4, I might consider getting that because I never played Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, Because I, I didn't have a PlayStation I, 3. I owned one PS3 game, and it was Metal Gear Solid 4. Oh, really? My, my, yeah, my brother had the PS3, um, you know, when, when we were younger, teenagers or whatever. And um, I was kind of like, you know... Yeah, playing on PC mainly at that, that point. World of Warcraft, as you probably guessed. And um, but I've re- I've always been a huge Metal Gear Solid guy, so I did. But I did buy Metal Gear Solid Four on PS3 and played it on his PS3, and it it is like, man, a lot of a lot of cutscenes. It's like, <laughs> like Final Fantasy Sixteen. It's like you walk five seconds and there's a cutscene. But it is it is a special game. There is there is something special about Metal Gear Solid Four. That only only Metal Gear fans could truly appreciate. It's a very strange game. Um, it's probably the strangest Metal Gear, probably. But I had some, it's there's some amazing moments in that game. 
absolutely amazing. Very emotional. Great game. Loved it. Yeah. Um, Igmatic Dream says, Jazz, write an article to bring back Parasite Eve, please. And good old yes, Collingwood. Parasite Eve. So good. Final Fantasy um, 16. Can you pet the dog? Indeed, you can pet the dog. And there's actually a trophy for petting Torgol five times. He's a good boy. Torgol's a good boy. Good boy. Oh, man, I'm getting sleepy now. Yeah, so we midnight. We, we need to hit that Patreon, bro. Let me uh, let's let me, do some Patreon. Let me let me let me open up the Patreon stuff here. Let me get the come on load up website. Why is it taking forever? It'd be funny if Patreon was down. No, it's up. It's just taking forever to load for whatever reason. All right, we have yeah. I got all the questions here ready to roll. Uh, you too can also join our Patreon, Xbox or Patreon.com slash XB2. Links in the description. You can listen to Paris Lily's interview that we did on Tuesday. We have Xbox 2 Ultimate coming up. You can ask questions and a whole bunch of other perks. Thank you guys so much for being a part of our Patreon. We have a question here from Sith Lord, Jez. Hey, Why Sith Lord. can't Nick remember 33 Immortals, but he keeps killing it 30? three idols does he really like 16 year old girls that much apparently i don't know maybe <laughs> hey how was uh, how was your uh your your co-hosting with nick this past week was it all right it was good yeah it was good fun yeah. yeah good fun yeah oh, good fun indeed uh i think i'm gonna be on xbox era in a couple weeks um oh. so uh, Silas, happy! Oh, we played we played a quiz. I just remembered we played a quiz. Oh, the little the little game thing that they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Did you that win or fun. lose? I I lost, but um, on the bonus questions, I I won. So I'm going to take that as a win. So you're basically two and one versus Nick. Yeah, basically. Yeah. All right, Silas, happy Friday. Brad Smith is doing business in London and decides to take a trip to the Corden ancestral home. Jez, he presents you with a ten year contract. That commits Microsoft to bringing back and supporting Windows Phone, while also <laughs> allowing you to be involved in development and support. However, as part of the contract, you could not play any games from the Blizzard from Blizzard for the duration of the contract. What would you oh. do? Ooh. Oh, oh uh, no! From the, for the duration of the for contract? the duration of the contract. Oh my God, that is that is an awful so question. So it's either bring back Windows Phone or play Blizzard games. Can't have can't have one or the other, Jez. Which one are you doing? Are you? Are, are you uh, put... go, um, I've got to go with Blizzard, man. Oh, Windows Phone is staying dead forever. You heard it here Did first. Did you? Um, Phil actually talked about Windows Phone in the court he? hearing. Yeah, he did. I don't know what the context, but a lot of I got a I got a flurry of messages saying, "Oh my God, Phil talked about Windows Phone." <laughs> Twitter. So I need to go and find that context because I, I could write a lovely clickbait article about that. Okay, so we have um, we have Glitch Doctor. What's the worst question mission in a game you liked? The library in Halo CE doesn't count. It's too easy. I actually like the library. Um, a mission that sucks in a game you like. I mean, it's it's. I really hate. There's there's a couple that come to mind immediately for me. One of them is. Scanning the keepers in Mass Effect One Citadel. Oh yeah, they're quite. Oh yeah, yeah. I hate doing that, and uh-huh. I actually—it's a tradition in my family that I pay a sibling five bucks to do it. Okay. I've been I've been doing that 
for te- for more than ten years, I guess, at this point. Um, but again, I'm going to go with another Bioware quest here. I really hate doing in Dragon Age Origins. There's a section where you go into the Fade, and there's a bunch of pu- like sort of puzzles in this sort of maze like area. I hate doing that so much, and thankfully there is a there is a dialogue option you can take that gets you out of having to do that segment. But you have to be like really evil to to do it. You really? basically have to murder a child. I think you have to murder the child to mm. get out of doing the fade. If I remember correctly, I might be misremembering that, but you can get out of doing it. So yeah. At least there's that, but man, I hate I hated that quest so bad. There's probably loads of quests like that that I can think of, but that can make a whole episode about that. Have you got any off the top of your head, Ren? I mean, the ones that I always hate doing in general, I just there was I, I don't remember the specific ones, but like the um, I always hate like the follow missions in Assassin's Creed where you have to tail a subject, kind of oh, like yeah, be on the rooftops and watch and not get seen. Or the yeah, ones I, where you have to, like, protect them, you know? Like, the ones where you, you basically have to let them tag along. And, yeah, escort yeah. missions. They're the absolute worst. I mean, Not library did suck. About escort missions. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a good question. I just, I just couldn't remember off the top of my head. I just know the type of missions I don't like. Escort, like, tailing. Like, say, ones in, like, games where, like, you had to, like, in a car, you're like, oh, God, tail them. You're, like, behind them in, in the car. You have to it's drive like, slowly. Yeah, and it's like, those are just lame. Uh, Wolfgang, KPZ, he says, I'll just copy here the question from Xbox 2 plus 1, so don't worry about reading that one. I feel like Xbox's dream of playing games where you want, where you want is better than ever. Personally, with Play Anywhere in Cloud, I'm always jumping in between console, PC, phone, and now ROG Ally. Do you think Xbox and Windows will visually improve their portable experiences with the success of these devices? Also, why can't Xbox label correctly or market their Play Anywhere features? I always need to test it to know. For example, like a Dragon Ishin or Inscription have cross-buy, and that is huge for me, but it wasn't visible enough. For some, this might be a point to buying the Xbox version rather than Steam or the PlayStation version. What do you think, Jez? Because this is more you... You know, because yeah. you, you, you've mentioned this to me because you got the ROG Ally and you're loving it. But now you also have the um, the, uh, the the G Cloud. The G Cloud. Um, yeah. And I think you're I liking loads it. loads of handhelds. Now. But you're jumping in between console, phone, yeah. all that sort of stuff. And you and you love it. And that's definitely uh, like a feather in Microsoft's cap compared to the other ones. Yeah. Right? It's, it's kind of crazy that like... I can jump from The Witcher, not The Witcher, well, actually, yeah, The Witcher, but also Cyberpunk. I, I was trying to say Cyberpunk. Um, you can jump from Cyberpunk on NVIDIA GeForce Now and then jump to it natively on PC and then go to Xbox Series X and then play it on xCloud. Oh, well, not xCloud. You can play it on the Raj Ally. And um, it's it, it's the, the save files carry across all those platforms. You know, using a if you sign in with your GOG account, and it does feel like gradually we're moving towards that vision where you can play, you can just take your save files to any platform. You know, and more and more games are, are trying to do that, and obviously Microsoft's one of the you know at the forefront of doing some of that stuff. I will say, in Los Angeles, I met up with um, I don't want to say their name because I'm not sure if I'm allowed to. Okay, 
or if it was on the record. Is it a secret? But I met. Yeah, I think it's a secret. Oh my god, but secrets! I'm, yeah, secret. I met up with someone at the Xbox platform team, and I actually did bring up specifically that scenario where I don't know what's Xbox playing where and what isn't, um, because it just doesn't tell you. You know, there's no there's no consistency about which games are play anywhere, which games have cloud saves and which don't, and that kind of stuff. And I was told that um, right now it's up to devs to um, to make that known, and they don't actually have a flag for it in their store listing database. So that's why, like, there's there's no real information about that experience. But it is something they're aware of, and hopefully something they'll improve. We just have to wait. Yeah, um, they're aware of it. Yeah, you're you're really enjoying the Rock Alley, right? I love it. Yeah, I mean the battery life isn't amazing, but I just plug it in. Got a big ass cable. Um, I used it plugged in on the plane, and you know if you are playing a two D game, you can get the battery life up to like maybe three three hours if you, especially if you're playing at seven twenty p thirty. The battery life is not great. But the trade-off is that it's really light, it's really balanced, and it's nowhere near as bulky as a Steam Deck. So I actually like prefer the option to have something light, lighter and more portable, and while still having the ability to, you know, put put it in turbo mode and plug it in and play it at thirty watts or whatever. I love it. I think it's a really great device, and I think this category is going to be really exciting in like maybe five to ten years. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, we definitely will. Uh, Topper says Xbox had a good streak of services, platform betterment, uh, betterments that were received well. Play anywhere, back and pad, FPS boost, Game Pass, XCloud, but nothing more recently. Jazz, do you have any insight of what might be, as the kids say, cooking for service editions? Yeah, I. It's interesting. Um, this is another thing that I've sort of been trying to investigate, like why. The innovation on the service and the platform side seems to have completely stopped. You know, for a while we had like uh, new features coming all the time. You know, a lot of them weren't great. You know, Xbox clubs, nobody really uses that. Xbox LFG system, people, some people use that, but not many. And then, you know, lots of, you know, xCloud itself, you know, exciting and backwards compatibility, exciting. And it feels like the innovation on the platform is completely halted. There's just nothing there now. And from what I understand, it's because a lot of the dev hours is that it is being sort of allocated to xCloud to try and improve it. Um, but increasingly, I'm wondering if they're going to look at devices like the ROG Ally and just be like, we're betting on the wrong horse here. Because I think the ROG Ally represents the future of portable Xbox games, not xCloud being completely honest and i'm someone who's very bullish about xcloud and its potential um so maybe we'll see a pivot but i also think like the abk deal is has them very distracted as well so i think once the abk deal is finished we might see more effective communication with regards to some of that stuff we just have to wait all right we have um let's see we have james Weezo, we've been eating real good this year so far that I thought we could play a little fun game of Snog, Mary, Avoid, video game style. I know I Randall know. Hipster doesn't like masterpieces on a cough certain system, so I'll give you each a different selection of my some of my favorite games this year. So, Jez, 
We're doing Snog, Mary, Avoid. And Snog. your choices are Diablo, Diablo 4, Final Fantasy 16, and Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. So which one are you snogging? Which one are you marrying? And which one are you avoiding? I'll snog Final Fantasy. Okay. I'll marry Diablo. Okay. And I'll avoid Zelda. Yeah, that's too easy, easy for him. That's too easy. Come on. That's way easy. Now, for me, it's tough. My choices are Jedi Survivor, Hi-Fi Rush, and Resident Evil 4 Remake. Mm. This is This is difficult. This is difficult. So, let's see. I would snog... Americans say that. Oh, I'm just going to say because he says it. No, it's Kiss, Mary Kill, right? Kiss, Mary Kill. But it's Snog, Mary Avoid or whatever. So I would marry Resident Evil 4 Remake. I would Snog Jedi Survivor, and I would avoid Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, it kills me to say. <laughs> but I, you actually gave me three games that I, I actually finished and I love. You gave Jez two games and one game he's never going to play. That's not fair. It, it should have been like it should have been Diablo Four. I don't even know what other games you played this year, like that you actually like. Because it was like, oh, uh, Diablo. It should have been like Diablo, uh, Overwatch Two. I reviewed something before Diablo, didn't I? What was it? I can't remember. No, but I started if, reviewing games this year. If, if you if you were to rate your top, you know, your games of the year so far this year, obviously Diablo's number one. What would even be number two? I don't know. See, exactly. I, what even came out of this shit? Well, the, the fact that you don't even know is why you, you, he gave you <laughs> he gave you one game out of three. You played one oh. of those three games. So, of course, it's easy for you to pick what you want. For me, he actually gave me three games that I played and that I value really highly. So, it's very difficult for me to say avoid Hi-Fi Rush because I love it. So, that's not very fair, James. It's not very fair at all. Uh, Tommy... Yeah. Says nothing game related this week, Rand. I will be in Chicago later this summer to watch Crystal Palace football, and just wondering if there's anything I have to do while in Chicago or anywhere I have to eat. Um, I mean, uh, taking a trip down to Navy Pier is always super cool if you haven't been there, especially during the summer. If you're here during the summer, uh, while Taste of Chicago's going on, I recommend going there. They got some great food. Any specific places? Um, like if you want pizza. Hmm. I mean, I guess pizza place you're always going about. I mean, there's Palermo's. Palermo's pizza is amazing. That's what I. That's what I gave to Cognito. But a lot of people like Giordano's or um, Mm. Lou Malnati's. Illuminati. Lou Malnati's. Um, A lot of people will say Portillo's um, hot dog place or whatever is really good. Uh, But yeah, I mean, I really haven't gone downtown to check stuff out, but. Yeah. Uh, Parker Griffith, I know you both are basically digital only. Do you think it is a waste to collect physical games, whether retro or modern? I mean, whatever, I mean, whatever floats your boat. I prefer digital, but it's not really because it's not really because of like, it's a waste to collect physical games. It's more because of how easy it is to just install and be ready to go the day of, and how game share makes it so you can share the cost of these expensive ass games, right? Final Fantasy 16, seventy dollar game. Actually, my buddy bought the ninety dollar version, and I didn't have to pay a cent. I'm playing Final Fantasy 16 for nothing. 
because you know other games uh, like Diablo Four. I bought Diablo. Cheap, I bought Diablo Four. So the way you know console sharing works or game sharing, you can basically spread out the cost of of, of titles, and it works very well. So you know thirty five dollars for a new release or thirty dollars is very appealing to me. And whereas a physical game, you can't really do that. So that, I mean, digital just offers more value to me and what I like and how I go about. And I understand it's not for everybody. Uh, you know, people love to have their collections and, and don't get me wrong. I understand that. Cause I got a book collection going and I could easily buy them digital even though I do think there's a little difference there, like reading a book physically is different than reading a book, you know, digitally, in my opinion. So I get people loving their collections and true. You can always resell your games. Uh, just, I just prefer digital. That's just me. What about you, Jez? I mean, I, I'm pretty sure you're digital as well, right? I'm hundred percent digital since the end of the 360 gen when they started going digital it was xbox it was actually xbox live arcade that made me start going digital because all those games were digital and then i was like wow what if all my games were digital you know um so you can blame xbox live arcade for me um but i don't begrudge people who collect i still own a lot of my ps1 and ps2 games and some of them are worth serious money to my to my surprise um I would probably still collect physical games if I had the space, but that was a big that was a big thing for me. I just didn't have the space anymore. I just did not have any room in my life for that stuff anymore, unfortunately. So I ditched it on that basis mainly. Um, but yeah, I still think collecting physical is cool. I mean, I still have like a lot of merch and stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. We got another question here from D Butcher. Good day, Random Jez. I've been wanting to get a Steam Deck for a while, but Jez's article convinced me to pull the trigger on the Rog Ally instead. If I don't like it, will he reimburse me for it? Keep up the great work, guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> apparently, he will not reimburse you for it. You can try to end though. Yeah, uh, hopefully Games, you enjoy Game, it. GameStop will give you like five bucks for it, I guess. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Achievement. Do you think the Xbox price hikes were strategically done the day before the trial so it would be too soon for the opposition to change their narrative? Uh, I don't yeah. think so. I mean, I mean, it's kind of like what you were saying. Like, they, No one can say they put the, put the price up if... Um, they did it beforehand. Yeah, but I don't think it was done because of the FTC thing. I think it was just done because, you know. They were going to do it anyway. They were going to do it, and they needed to do it at some point. I will say, and I think you would agree with me, and I think most people here would agree with me, if they had announced the price increase before the showcase, people would have flipped their shit. Mm. Like, imagine if it was Redfall is a disaster, the ABK deal is blocked by the CMA, and before the showcase, oh, by the way, we're raising prices. I, I sort of feel like with how the showcase was received and how the future looks and especially how Starfield looks like a game of the generation that then Microsoft kind of sliding in, oh, by the way, we're raising prices. People are just like, eh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Like a dollar, eh, two dollars, whatever. I already have my console. Actually, this is like the first time it seems to be uh, an early adopter paid off. How often do you see 
uh, products raise price three, four years into uh, its cycle. Hardly ever, if ever, really. This is a very strange economy we're in right now. Yeah. So uh, the UK just raised interest rates again to five percent. It's it's absurd. You know, I'm really yeah. glad my family finished paying their mortgage off a few years ago. Yeah, so I'm not sure if they did it bec- because the FTC couldn't. Because that seems like an easy thing the FTC could sort of talk about if they want. Oh, you just raised prices, but it's 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 about trying to like define a market and determine about immediate harm and all these sort of things. What the FTC really didn't do, and I'm not sure price hikes fall into those categories. You know, mm. especially well, PlayStation raised their prices, so it's kind of like I don't know, tit for tat, Rustin. Hey, Jez and Randulus Maximus Aurelius of the Xbox 2 Legion. Rand, if you were trapped on a submarine with Jez and Special Nick, and the only way to survive was to oh kick one out of the darkest depths of the ocean, who would you pick? Bro, I wouldn't even have to think about it. Special Nick is gone, bro. Jez, <laughs> Jez is my boy. <laughs> Special Nick gets kicked out uh, and gets imploded. Well, the thing is, Nick's Australian. So yeah. even, even though it's obviously Nick, I just feel like Nick could probably survive in the deepest, darkest depths of the ocean anyway. Yeah, I think he so, could too. Yeah. Uh, Lee Sanders says, question was missed last week, so reposting. Hi, Rand. Oh, Jez, Rand, and various guests. First up, what a showcase. Calling it now, we get a Hellblade date at the Game Awards and a developer direct in January for launch early next year. So I haven't been one to connect to Bethesda games. I just couldn't get into Skyrim and Fallout. Not that I don't appreciate them. However, after that direct, I am excited for the game. Starfield comes to us five days early thanks to premium upgrade. So on September 1st, you are all suited up. You have completed the basic tutorial. The stars await. What's the first thing you are looking to go and do? Jez, what do you think? What's the first thing you're looking to do? Join the Crimson Uh, Fleet Space Pirates. You're going to be a space pirate, huh? Of course I am. I'm full-blown, totally ready. Going to be a space pirate. What about you, Ren? That's a good. I don't I, know. I'm really gonna. I'm gonna engage a lot in the base building systems. I'm gonna make a big ass spaceship and all that shit. I don't know. I don't know. I'm definitely getting that. That's that jetpack though. The boost pack. I need that thing. That's like my first well, thing I'm grabbing. Here's a, que- here's a question for you, Ren. What what playstyle will you will you play? Will you go heavy weapons? Will you try stealth? Will you play melee? You know what what? How will you optimize your character? Because you can't really optimize for every type of weapon. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I I do like in 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 the Fallout games I played like three as well as Elder Scrolls. I do like to finesse people where you know with uh, dialogue options. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, persuasion. Yeah, so yeah, I do yeah. like investing in persuasion. Um, I don't know. I I think I might be in this one. I maybe I'll go more run and gunish. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not sure. I the actually com- the gunplay looks really good. The gunplay so. looks really great. I don't know. That's the thing. It's like there's so many. I won't really know until so I many options until I actually step up to play. Honestly, yeah. Like you go through the tutorial. Where do you go from there? Right. I'm sure there's going to be like, oh, you go here, go here, go here for tutorial, and then it's like, now you can go wherever. It's like, do you continue on with the main story? Do you go off and explore on your own? Do you find a planet and, and resource mine it and build an outpost? Do you do you join the fl- like Crimson Fleet, like Jess says, and go just do piracy missions? Do you start your own? Do you build ships? Like, 
I won't really know until I start playing the game and just go wherever I feel like going, I guess. That's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of Creation Engine. Yeah. You can do anything you want. It's yep. crazy. Uh, Rick Gaffney. No question this week, fellas. Just wanted to say thank you for the fantastic content you both provide and the coverage of not E3 this year has been amazing. I say this as I've been quite poor, poorly the last few weeks, and to have you guys talking about our passion for the Xbox Academy company entertained, you guys have no idea how important you are for so many people. Thank you once again. Well, thank you. Thank you, brother. For being here with us. It means You're a lot. Awesome. David, keeping up with the court case today, I cannot see how they rule against Xbox. All their points are sound. I'm sick of it, but it's nice to finally get into the meat of the problems. With acquisitions Microsoft is waiting on are missed due to Sony prolonging the act- the Activision deal. I think that's why Microsoft needs to love it. Long they need plans for the future. Are you guys playing Final Fantasy? I am playing Final Fantasy. I'm five hours in. Can't wait to get back and play it more this week. Um, Jez, you did talk about earlier about how you know Microsoft did miss out on some acquisitions or were talking to publishers before the Aqu- Activision deal, yeah? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned that like, before. I heard that they, they were in talks with a, with a publisher to, to do an acquisition and... It fell through because the the they pivoted to IBK, which obviously was you know a way bigger prize than what what was going on there. But I think that could revisit some of that stuff because it's all money at the end of the day, you know. And if the shareholders are going to get a good return, and that's ultimately what publicly traded companies are all about, and or well, privately or publicly traded companies are all about what's the exit, you know, what is my exit strategy here. Um, am I, am I in, am I in it for dividends or, you know, am I in it, in it because the company's going to go public? Like Reddit's supposed to be going public. I don't know if you've been following the Reddit meltdown. So what happened? So what ha- I don't, I don't really use Reddit. So like what happened with Reddit? What happened with all the stuff that like, can you quickly well, explain it? Just, just quickly with Reddit. Like they, from what I understand, they increased the cost of their API keys exponentially so mirroring Twitter, right? Because Elon Musk increased the price of Twitter API keys, which killed all third-party Twitter apps. So like um, independent developers can't make Twitter integrations. And that's why we don't have a sharing to Twitter anymore of Xbox because Twitter was like, okay, well, if you want that functionality, you've got to pay us thousands and thousands of dollars um, per use. You know, that's so like it's, they call them API calls, right? So they, they increase the cost of the API call, which is like every single time a user uses the service on your service, and they increase the cost. And one of the most popular Reddit apps is this app called Apollo, which I've never used. It's it's iOS, I think. I don't know if it's on Android. But um, it's much better than the official client, apparently. And it wouldn't have been... I don't know if it would have been such a big deal if the, the CEO just kept his mouth shut. The CEO came onto Reddit and was kind of trying to like explain and stuff, and he was caught out lying. Basically, he said that he said that um, he said that the the dev of Apollo had threatened to blackmail him or something, but like the dev of Apollo had a co- uh, a recording of the phone call in question, and it's just like the guy was lying. So the CEO of Reddit was lying. This guy called Spares is known as. So yeah, now it's now it's this horrible, massive thing where a lot of popular subreddits have just gone dark and closed down, or they're just posting spam, and it's just a big, big old mess. 
It's hilarious. And they're, they're, they are supposed to be going public with <laughs> uh, with a offering an IPO uh, sometime in the future, which is just hilarious. But yeah, that's Reddit. Complete, complete shithole. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, okay. So we got SJ-Dub. No questions this week. I mainly been following the court hearing these past couple days. I also want to let Jez know that he convinced me to place an order for the ROG ally. I don't have a gaming PC, but this seemed like a good pickup for me. Man, they need to cut you some commission, bro. You've at least sold two yeah, of them so true. far, if not more. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, I, I can track on our website. We've sold quite quite a lot of ROG allies, but it deserves it. It's a, it's a great, great device, you know. Um, And honestly... They've been really quick at updating it as well. They've got there's a ROG Alloy Discord because it is kind of an early adopter experience, and they have pushed a couple of updates which have um, caused issues and stuff while they're tweaking things. But they've they've got a Discord and they're really engaged with the community. It really feels like almost like a, a grassroots kind of effort to grow this platform. So I'm really excited about it. I think it's really really cool, and it really saved my ass on that transatlantic flight. Like. It's awesome. And tomorrow, um, I'm going to probably take it around some f- my fam's house and we're going to all play Diablo together oh, in the no. same room with Steam Deck, Xbox, ROG Ally, laptop. That's the beauty of Phil Spencer's vision, you know. Play wherever we want, whatever platform you want, you know. I think that's awesome. Right. We have uh, Luke saying, hey, hello, gents. No real-life limitations. You can add one console system emulation on your Series X with the system's full back catalog. What system and why? For me, it would be the Am- mm-hmm. Amiga. Some amazing games back then, lots of variety. So what would it be for you, Jez? What system with all their games Ooh. emulation would you put on the Xbox Series X? I mean, I'm presuming PC doesn't count. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, if if PC counts... Definitely PC because you know that he's talking thousands and thousands and thousands of games. It'd be cool to get like full blown Windows there, I guess. Um, but if we're talking consoles, probably. Oh man, that's kind of tough. There's a lot of games on the 360 that I'd still like to see on backwards compatibility. Um, yeah, me too. Know, the, so. I'm inclined to choose the 360, to be honest. I mean, I know that's not the nostalgic answer, but I, I don't. I, I sometimes I do go back and play like some of the older games. Like, I recently played um, Sonic Hill Two, for example, on the on PS2. But honestly, the vast majority of old games are, have not aged very well, and I, I'd rather just get the 360 games, to be honest. I'd rather just to finish off the 360 back back compatibility catalog. See, I don't know if you've got a different take. See, when I think about this question, I'm just not someone who really even uses back compat in the first place. So when you ask me like which system would I want for retro gaming, I don't care about retro gaming like that. Because it's like, okay, would I want the NES? Mm, not really. Would I want the Super Nintendo? Maybe, because I never played anything on the Super Nintendo. So at least maybe I could finally play some some of those games but sega eh. but then you come up to like playstation 1 playstation 2 i mean playstation 2 would be pretty damn cool it it probably be between playstation 2 and the 360 for me Hmm. 
like having all of the 360s games on there or the PlayStation 2 stuff. Could uh, you choose the Nintendo Switch? Let's just get the Nintendo Switch on my Xbox. I mean, you could choose that if you want. But it's just for me, It's I'm not really a retro dude, so I probably would just pick the 360 because that is probably my favorite generation or at least the generation I played the most games in. And before Hmm. that, it would probably be PlayStation. Like, I don't really have any desire to go back and play Sega Genesis games or Nintendo games. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, CJ, hey, gents. I'm sure plenty of people will be asking about the FTC case, so I wanted to ask Jez something more serious. Jez, do you prefer, one, straight-cut chips, two, crinkle-cut chips, three, curly fries? These chips are in the English term. Have happy weekend, guys. So which one, Jez? Straight-cut chips, crinkle-cut chips, or curly fries? I'm going to cheat. Oh, okay. I really liked... Chick-fil-A's waffle fries. What did you finally have that when you were here in LA? Yeah, I when I was in LA, I had Chick-fil-A. I had waffle fries with Chick-fil-A sauce. Incredible. Mm. That Chick-fil-A sauce is probably the best sauce I've ever had in my entire life. I was I was mind blown. So I'm gonna go with waffle fries with Chick-fil-A sauce. I'm gonna cheat and select the different option. Did you uh did you did you go to In N Out? I did not. Mm. I did not. Uh, Jay Foley, he says, hi guys, do you guys think Xbox will do another Direct next year for another game, maybe Hellblade or Fable? I do think they'll do another Direct next year, probably be for a bunch of games. It could be like, here's a look at Fable, and here's a look at, no, not Fable, but here's Hellblade, here's Towerborn, here's Avowed, I I could see that happening, right? I could call it xbox mini direct or something like that i'm sure they'll just, just call it developer yeah, yeah they're just gonna call it xbox developer direct yeah i don't see why you know it doesn't have to be a lot of games they did it what with five this year so That's i mean terrible for seo man if they call them all the same thing aren't nintendo directs called all called the same thing isn't it a nintendo direct is that bad uh, yeah i guess and i mean isn't playstation's always called state of play i guess uh tharsman Rand, I understand your current computer is a bit old, but in a world where you owned a fancy new computer that put your Xbox to shame, would you still play games like Starfield at 30 FPS on console or prefer to play them on PC? That's a good question. I'd be playing on console. I'm a console guy. I'm not playing anything on PC, Dang. even if I had a good PC. Look, you could argue... Why? You could, but you could argue, I have had this PC... You know, I got this PC back in 2018... And I think even then it was better than the Xbox One X. I still didn't play games on PC. And I, I just don't want to play on PC, bro. I'm sorry. I just don't want to sit here and just play on PC where I, you know, where I make my videos and where I watch Twitter, uh, YouTube and stuff. Like, I just don't. You can plug it into your TV, right? Um, Sure. But like my TV and my computer are also really far apart. So I don't want to it's stretch. Big ass cable, bro. No, no. There's no. There's no cable. I don't even have my my PlayStation and my Xbox hooked up uh, wired. They're wireless because use Steam Link. <laughs> don't don't. Uh, no. Steam Link works really well. It, it, it's pre-installed on a lot of TVs these days. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I understand. I could run a cable and hook it up to my TV. You know, but I just no. I just don't really have any any interest whatsoever playing on PC. And I mean, I am going to get a new PC and I, yeah, I just, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll just forever be a console please, guy. I don't know. Please don't get a 4090 or something. Oh, bro, I'm totally, get, I'm totally getting a 4090, bro. Oh, please don't. don't I'm totally what, getting a 4090. For I'm going to oh, get... come on. Bro, it's for video, video editing, bro. Why? What? 1080p? You don't need a 4090 for 1080p Dude, are you jealous editing? right now, bro? Yes. Are you jealous? You got the wrong alley? Yes, You're I'm good. jealous. Why are you jealous, bro? The rug alloy is not a forty ninety. <laughs> so you don't you don't want me to get a, you don't want me to get a forty ninety because you can't have a forty ninety, huh? Well, it's just a waste. You don't. It's need sure. A so what did I get? Should I get a thirty eighty then? Maybe not even that. Something even lower, probably. Why would I get even 30. something lower? You don't need a thirty eighty either. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I mean. <laughs> I would use it to I would use it to edit videos and I could edit those things really quickly and I put out my videos in 4K because I do it in 1080p. Mm-hmm. I just I just I've never heard Jed so jealous and it's like you're not gonna get a you're not gonna get a 4080 are you? Oh my god, it's too much. You said 49. Whatever. Well, either way, now you're even saying 3080s. I mean, I have a 1080 in here, so are you saying like, oh, you can only go up to 2080? Uh, yes. Uh, and we have Radimus Cisco. Hey guys, last minute question, so hopefully it makes the show. If not, it's fine. Random question. What are some countries or a country that you would like to travel to visit or to live there? Thank you, and have a good evening. Scotland. Uh, wh- which one? Scotland. I've always Scotland. wanted to visit Scotland, and yeah, it's hilarious because yeah. it's it's up the road, really. I've I always... never got around to it. I've always... These are the places I want to visit, right? Like countries and states. I want to visit Vegas. I've never been to Vegas, so Vegas would be one. Uh, I would love to go to Hawaii uh, and visit Hawaii. Uh, as for other countries, I really kind of want to visit Ireland. Huh. You know, ancestry. You yeah, I'm 50% Irish, right? Oh, wow. And I kind of would want, I kind of want to visit Italy. Uh, like, uh, I'm not Are you sure so- about that. They season their food in Italy. I don't know. There's like some places like Italy and maybe France. Um, nah, you don't want to go to France. No. Nobody wants to go Nobody to France. Would, well, no. but it's like I don't really want to visit the UK. I don't really have any desire to visit Germany or you don't want to visit Spain the UK? or like... We got the queen, the king, whatever. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like maybe one of the Nordic countries, maybe like Norway or something, Sweden, oh. something like that. I wanna. Um, I also want to visit Japan. Japan, pretty oh, much yeah, Japan, Japan is the only place I want to go. Yeah, that'd be that'd be really interesting. I'm. So, uh, I'm actually. I should know, Rand. I'll tell you now. Uh, in, in, um, in August, you're gonna have to find a guest host for two episodes because I'm what? going to Iceland for two weeks. What? A guest host yes. in August? For two weeks, because I'm going to Iceland. Oh Jesus Christ! All right, all right. Uh, people are just... Someone's like, be careful going to Italy, Rand. They season their food there. Glitch Doctor, 50% Irish. The other half is bland. <laughs> just, this is never going to end now. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's um, that's that's all the questions asked. Do we have uh, anything else we want to talk about? Or are we, uh, we good to go, Jez? What do you think? Uh, I think I upset some French people in the chat. Um uh i think we're good i think we're all good yeah we're all good. so we will be back on next friday 
obviously, with Xbox 2. Probably with the decision with the judge, because I think that's coming Thursday. So we'll we'll know. We'll see what happens. Uh, look out for Xbox 2 Ultimate on Tuesday uh, for all you Patreon members. That'll be live on Tuesday. Don't know what we're going to talk about. It should be fun. We should uh, do. It always, it always we is should fun. do the quiz. We should do the quiz that the other guys did. Quiz. You get Jesse and to to moderate a quiz for us. Get quiz. We'll figure it out. Oh, yeah, quiz. okay. I don't really. Quiz I don't. I I've, I've been then there when I, I've read it to him. I don't really. I don't really like those sort of games. Oh, um, okay. but yeah, make sure you guys uh, like. You the don't button. really like seasoning either. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like seasoning. I guess. Make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe if you haven't already. And with that, uh, well, we are out of here. Have a good rest of the weekend. Play some games, and we'll be back next week. Love you guys. Keep it gaming. Later. Take care, everybody. Woo!